All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to uh, an episode of Tavern Talk on You Find Yourself in an Inn. We've got Landry, Nate, and myself just chilling in my living room at 10 o'clock in the evening. Um, yeah, don't really really have any ideas, so we're just going to jump right in tonight. Um, last week, week before, something like that, Landry? Mm -hmm. I don't know, give or take. Give or take some time ago, uh, Landry and I, we went to Barnes & Noble, you know, figured we could, you know, waste some of our hard-earned money that's never enough. Um, I picked up something called the World Builders Journal of Legendary Adventures, put out by Wizards of the Coast, and it's basically just a notebook that has a bunch of prompts. Just prompts that you can respond to in, in attempts to build your worlds, and it helps with character development, with player development, uh, with being a DM, um, and I have not filled any of it out. I've looked through it quite a bit, but I haven't filled any of it out, and so I think that's a... What we're going to do just a little bit here tonight, um, I'm just going to kind of flip through. I'll find one, I'll ask somebody about it, they'll give me their response, and we'll go from there. It'll be a fun little bonding exercise. Oh, we're having such, such a, a fun time! Why are we like this? It's great, and you know it. If you haven't watched it, um... <laughs> Don't be queer, watch it. Or be queer, and watch it still. We accept all people that watch it. A Cat and Het by Meat Canyon. I just hate saying it, honestly. It's like the worst thing. It's like visceral. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's full of hatred. Full of hatred. Autonomy. Alright, so we're just going to jump right into this. Um... Alright, Nate? Yes. So, and this doesn't have to apply to a character that you have right now or anything. Just, just come up with something. Your character was named after something your mother saw at the moment of your birth. What was that object or event? Like IRL? No, like, oh. like for a character. I, I don't give a shit about you in real life. Oh, I was like snow. Because it's snow the day I was born. I was born in the spring. Weird as fuck. Anyways. Your name is Nathaniel. What of it? That doesn't even rhyme with snow. I was just telling you a fun fact about myself because we're friends. <laughs> I was say, my mother's name is Wendy Mae Green. Well, it actually was, main name was Wendy Mae Grossman. And the reason why is because she's born on a windy day in May. I fucking hate that, if I'm being honest. Remember that time that Mr. Vasquez jumped down my throat because I was laughing at your birthday? His birthday is April 1st, okay? Yeah. Legitimately. And so our Spanish 2 teacher, I was giving Nate shit about it, and it was one of the coolest dudes I'd ever met. I love, I love Mr. Vasquez. But he, like... And it was the beginning of the year, too, is why yeah, I was so... Yeah, he didn't so, know us that yeah. well, and you, Aquila, Yesenia, and Chris were clowning on me. And we were clowning on Nate for his birthday being on April Fool's, and this teacher, he looked at me with a dead straight face and told me, you know, don't make fun of his birthday, he can't help that, I doubt he makes fun of your birthday, you're supposed to be friends, what the heck? And like, I guess he saw the look on my face or something, because he was like, nah man, I'm just kidding, that's funny as hell. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> and I was just like, it's not that big, he's my friend, he's going off on you, and I'm like, wait, I guess we never are friends anymore. <laughs> Alright, so what's the prompt? I'm sorry. Yeah, he's like, you got my you got me in trouble with the fucking teacher. Piece of <laughs> shit. Your character was named after something your mother saw at the moment of your birth. What was the object or event? Hmm. Well, would you can go with that? I could just be I could just be fucking funny and name something in a hospital like fucking bedpan. My name would be like Bedrick Pan Pantheon. Okay, let me give you another one. Your character is mute, but has another way of communicating. What is it? 
Mm. Can't take sign language as a cop out. I didn't plan on it. I'm creative, alright? I'm ballsy. I'm a stud. I smoke my stogie wherever I want. I don't have to go outside like you. I'm glad like you. <laughs> like you? Okay, but uh, that's interesting. I never thought of something like that. There, I mean, there's a lot of like just interesting shit in here. Well, it's like when we were either you were young or practicing your. It was you. You were practicing DMing, and I was a warforged mute, and I just fucking. Morse code. I did Morse code by tapping shit. I think that's good enough. I don't want to get overcrowded. Alright, Landry. Yes. You may think that you are the hero of your world, but in whose story are you the villain? I was a brave warrior at night. Held it across the land for fighting off the monstrosities that uh, attack nearby local towns. Folk hero, not great hero. <laughs> but uh, I fought cockatrices and goblins alike. But there's a goblin, the goblin. I killed his family. No mercy. They infested spores all around the region. Uh, and he saw me mercilessly stab and break their bones and kill them. I'm his villain. I'm his greatest threat. Good answer. Good answer. His life is now to kill me. Alright. Now we turn to a random page for myself. You want sour by slot? What? You want sour salt? Sour salt. Bitch, what the hell? <laughs> it's, it's a little That's guy. cute it's as fuck. Yeah. That's fucking adorable. I love that. I thought you were saying slop and it just be like a mound of fucking gummy candy. <laughs> That's fucking adorable. Yeah, it's a little slop. I love that. Fuck yeah. One more? I'm good. I got hella gummies over here. Oh, yeah. Okay. You carry around a toy from your childhood. What is that toy and why do you continue to carry it around so many years later? Ball in a cup. One, one, just because Eric has an unhealthy obsession with ball in a cup. I love ball in a cup. A little hamster brain. But two, ball in a cup because I grew up poor. We didn't have a whole lot. So my father, one day, whenever he came home from work, he was like, hey, look what I had found, you know, out on, out on the you know the factory floor or whatever. And he handed me this, this, this game of ball in a cup. So had it for years, backstory ensues, whether my family was killed by the mob or I was kidnapped, whatever the tragic backstory may be that everybody has to have. I keep this little this little ball and cup toy with me to remind me of the family that I had and my father is the man that he was and the fact that we didn't have a whole lot but you can still make the best of things and ball and cup. There's a really interesting thing I watched recently about D&D. It's about tragic backstories. Because everybody has one. But the interesting character concept was a guy who doesn't have a tragic backstory. It was really cool. No, I just... Yeah, I don't get why everybody has a fucking sad backstory. One of my characters didn't. He was just a guy. Yeah. I don't... It's like, yeah, it makes for a cool thing, but, like, it's like Landry saying, you know, like, a 15-page backstory for a level one character doesn't make any sense. Also, I've just been in and out of, like, my days and nights for, like, the past six days, so I don't know if you actually said that or if I dreamed that, but I've that, said that. I was like, that definitely has come out of your mouth, whether it was a dream or real life, but... I've said that several times. Yeah, like, a level 
one character does not need a 15 page backstory because then they wouldn't be level one. They shouldn't be level one if they've already gone and done all these things. Yeah, so. yeah. D&D &D should be the start of the adventure, not the end of it. And unless, you're, unless you're going to start at like 15 or whatever. But yeah. then, then you can have a 15 page backstory for every level. Yeah. The pill page, you know? So, but, like, so having a tragic backstory, you know, you've already been through shit and everything, so, I don't know. I mean, some tragicness to it is alright. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're, like, trying to have the most tragic backstory at the table, or... Oh, yeah, so you get way too competitive about it. Like, trying to outdo somebody because, oh, my childhood was worse, like... Yeah. Dog, you made this up five minutes ago. Yeah. Well... Uh, some people make it five minutes ago. Me, I think meticulously about it. I make them five minutes ago. <laughs> Theo, just, Theo still doesn't have one. You guys are like, oh, it'll be a mystery. It's like, ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it happens. Fish. Fish. Uh, where do I go from here? <laughs> I mean, the thing about, um... What does it mean? <laughs> the dots aren't connecting. The <laughs> thing about backstories is, you know, you know, the reason why they're important. Because they, they A, give you a character starting point, so you can make an ending point. Because that's, you know, and I'm a very meticulous person, I'm not, not meticulous, but I'm very adamant that a person, the character should have a goal. Because you can just play this game for fun, and you can just enjoy it without a goal. I mean, it's still fun. It's still a fun next game. But if you have a goal, it just fulfills something that other games cannot. You know, uh, so goals. Characters. If you're making a character out there, yeah, and you're listening to this, make a goal for your character. Well, not I just make him, oh, I'm just an adventurer because uh, I'm an adventurer, yeah. or I'm out of money. Like... Like, yeah, maybe okay. you're searching for something. Yeah, maybe. Like, having, like, going for money is a somewhat valid enough reason, I guess. Because, like, that's one of Kathleen's major reasons for adventuring. Yeah, but what do you but it's not, money but, yeah, it was like, but it's not simply for the sake of, oh, I need more money. She's wanting to amass all this money, and she, she has a plan for it. She wants to do something for it. So... Or maybe your characters live in squalor their entire life, so they want money because they think that'll make them happy, or they think they'll be able to, or they'll, they'll be able to buy this big house and never have to live in that squalor again. Or they owe somebody money. Or they owe somebody money. See, there you go. At Al. At Al. Well, like, like at most characters, <laughs> a lot of characters, you'll owe money to somebody at some point. <laughs> well, and every every you know the three things that we just said right here, that was just simply on money. That was that's great for a backstory, and none of those were especially tragic. You know, like, you know, you grew up poor, so you can buy a big house that way you never have to do that. That's not necessarily tragic, but that's still a good enough motivation for a character, in my opinion. Yeah, your parents try hard, and they can't keep you in the house, so you, because they can't afford to keep you in the house. So you What's like, like, I, like I just made up with the ball in a cup. We had nothing. I don't know. Yeah. Oh. My dad didn't fucking beat me, obviously. Yeah. Which, which, I mean, cool. then sometimes I can get into some real interesting things. Like, I remember I had a character whose mother had died in childbirth. Uh, and so the dad resented them. He was the town guard captain. And so, like, I would do it like she would walk in the house next to him and he'd be like, he'd be like, because the person was playing female. And so he was like, just be shitty to her. And the whole time he'd be shitty to her. And every time he saw her, just say shitty things to her. He'd be like, oh, you're not deserving of your eyes. You know, because they remind him of his ex dead wife. I mean, those are interesting, but you know, you don't, you don't. Wrong kid, dad. <laughs> yeah, at the at the end of that uh, that saga, they end up in a fight, like an actual in the an arena pit. They fought against each other, and uh, yeah, he ended up beating. She ended up beating her father, and then she had the choice of killing and not not killing him. You know, that's a character moment right there. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be sad to do that shit like that. And like, I'm I'm all I'm all for a, a tragic backstory. 
but it's not the only way. It's not the only way to do it. And if you're the kind of player that makes nothing but tragic backstories, not only trying to outdo the other players, but trying to like outdo yourself, like trying to make one that's more and more tragic every single time. Stop. It gets to be a lot. Nobody, nobody enjoys that. Please stop. Yeah. Try something new. Try. Try a class you've never played before. Let's see. What else do we got here? Yeah. Give us some. Okay, Nate. Yeah. And and this because like reading through these, I I even apply some of these to characters that I have currently. Yeah. And it like helps me get ideas. Further things with them, so this could apply to a character that you already have. You have a small lockbox that you never open. What's inside of it, and why do you refuse to open it? Uh, in the lockbox is a picture of me from the Christmas party three years ago. Why do you never open it? Because it's a really bad picture. Yeah, it's a really bad picture of me. <laughs> you get the SpongeBob reference? Yep. That's a really good one, though. But a lockbox is big. It'd be a pain in the ass to carry around everywhere. Not necessarily. A lockbox is going to be like inch head mount. Mm. Like a like honestly, a lockbox. It'd box. be about the size of that little chest right there. Maybe a little bit bigger. Yeah. Mm. So instead of finding a separate one for everybody, we're all just three going to answer the same thing. So Landry, you have a small lockbox that you never open. What's inside of it, and why do you refuse to open it? Bear has the arrowhead that pierced into his body uh, in a fight. Good answer. That also hit Max, and that's what's inside the lockbox. And the reason why he doesn't open it is because A, he brings back bad memories, and B, he's still trying to find the one who shot it. Good answer. And that's that's actually that's not something I planned for. That wasn't I wasn't that's not a thing I already had set in stone or or even thought about. I was like. Oh wow, there you go. That could be but good. now that's a cool concept if you wanted to implement something like that. Yeah, like, you know, he, you can see him fiddling around the lockbox. Maybe he doesn't even know how it locks. Maybe he doesn't know how to open it. He lost the key. Why do you refuse to open it? Because I can't fucking open it. <laughs> That'd be interesting. Lockbox, what's inside of it? I don't know. I'm still trying to find the key. It's been so long since they're I... the strongest character in the fucking park. Does this thing to just break it? <laughs> well, lockboxes are strong, man. They're... And actually, you're the strongest party member. Yep. Al has an 18 strength, Bear has a 16. Really? I thought we were tied. Kathleen has a... 18. Oh, yeah, you and I are tied. No, oh, that's a bad touch. Oh. I don't like that. Yeah, that's two different campaigns. Yeah. yeah. You know, Bear's got a 20 constitution. That's what makes him so hearty. I just imagine Bear as fucking Cheem's doge while fucking Kathleen is the big fucking buck doge. <laughs> don't worry. Uh... Yeah. 19. You're gonna 20. Oh my god. 18. Bullshit, how? Roll really good. Also, dwarves get. Besides, humans get the most amount of bonuses. Yeah, that's what they do. Or half elves, too. Half elves get the most amount of bonuses as well, because they're bitches. What's in your lockbox, Eric? What's in your wallet? What's in your lockbox? <laughs> What's in your wallet? So Kathleen carries around a lockbox. Um. Uh, it would be something that it'd be something that Richard would have given her. Maybe not necessarily like right before the boat went down, but it's something that she she would have carried on, you know, like a like a talisman and a nod or something. That, something that she would have carried regularly, and then whenever the boat went down, she couldn't like survivor's guilt. 
couldn't live with the fact that she had made it and nobody else did, so she would have locked it away, but she doesn't have the heart to get rid of, get it. Rid of it. So she carries it in a lockbox. That way she doesn't have to see it, but she knows that it's still there. Next! Okay. Nate? Yes? You have been permanently banned from the Library of Four Winds. What did you do to earn that ban? Why do I go first? I'm the worst with this. I'm okay. Bother. Landry, you have been permanently banned from the library in Rodenstag. What did you do to deserve this ban? Am I a character in Rodenstag? <laughs> um, oh, fuck. Yeah, so it's like, I don't have a character. I'm the DM. Oh, I try, DM tries to go in the library. Gets kicked out. Landry, goes into a library. <laughs> you have been permanently banned from the library of the Golden Capital. What did you do to deserve this ban? I went in not understanding what it was. Um, the smells were unfamiliar from old dusty books. Never, never smelled books before. I've, I've seen a man read a book before, but I've never smelt books at this magnitude before. It's not a character, it's Landry at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm just a dumbass. I've never smelt before. <laughs> no, um. No, Bear, Bear's never smelt books of this of this amount of magnitude. He's seen books. He's uh, <laughs> and he knows there's great knowledge in books. And he knows in knowledge there's power, and maybe the power and then the knowledge to seek the uh, his old att- the attackers of him. And so he starts looking through books, finding nothing useful, and not even being having people to read most of these books. He gets frustrated, starts ripping pages out, and pisses and pisses on them. That's fair. Uh, fuck you, Eric. You made the fucking Joey from Friends fucking... It's not even Joey, guy. it's Ross. Is it? I don't even know this guy. You'll look at this, Ross. One of the, the, the white lie shirts. Yeah. And one of the ideas was, uh... <laughs> it's okay, we're on a break. <laughs> That's fucked. I think I'm pretty proud of what I put on there. <clears throat> I sent a picture to Jessie and she was like, I love that. <laughs> anyway, Nate. Well, You've been banned from the library at Four Winds. What did you do to deserve this ban? If you had gone in there to do research on the orange cunts, as he called them, the orange skin fish, to see their weakness to defeat them, as in, upon entering, he went to the anatomy of Tritons, and when he picked up the book, he just covered it in this slimy filthy, greasy, disgusting, disgusting veiny, throbbing Mexican fish hands. I couldn't think of another adjective, goddammit. <laughs> why? I don't know why. And a fly. <laughs> and the librarians saw him ruining these ancient texts. The ancient texts of the ancient texts. The sacred texts. And they kicked him out and he's banned. For flavor, he didn't know how to read in the first place. Hey, Baron Hammer, go along. Oh, wait, no, he, can, he knows common. He can read it. Anyways. Baron can speak common, but he has any intelligence, so he can't read common. That was pretty good. I, I, I gave him, you, I gave him the illiterate trait. Fresh. Alright, Eric, why are you banned from the fucking <coughs> library of Coolsville? Like school. Coolsville sucks. <laughs> you t- you're trying to make it look like I think Coolsville sucks. <laughs> Why are you banned from Goldtown's library? From where? The Golden Emperor Capital Library. The Golden Cat. Why am I banned from Golden Capital Library? Mm-hmm. 
Well, as it is the golden capital, I imagine the library is quite vast and extensive and really that they cover a bunch of stuff. And I feel like the library is made up of, you know, you know, the library curator, he's a collector of books, or she, who knows. But they collect books, they collect knowledge and all this stuff. So they have... You fucked the daughter. No. Well, <laughs> maybe, actually. Kind of where I was going with it. But, and so, you know, they're so... It, it's just vast. And so Mordecai would walk in. And knowing that they've got everything, Mordecai would f probably be the asshole to find the, the equivalent of, like, a Playboy magazine. And, I don't know, he'd, he'd be obnoxious and, you know, loud and whatnot and flaunting it and boasting it. And he'd probably try to walk out the door with it, just just to see if he could. And... He'd um, be like, shit, I'm pissed. I drive a Tacoma. At that point, uh, he would be caught in the Imperial ambush at the border and be taken to help him, so... Goddamn. Yeah. So, so Mordecai even was Dragonborn after that event. Fucking crazy, dude. Do you need, like, a fucking paper towel for your hands? <laughs> Just make sure you don't besmirk no, that I'm, fucking... I'm very clean, you know that. Yeah. But you have the cheese touch right now, so... <laughs> One of the ones in here, Nate, it says right about a time you were betrayed by another character or by an NPC. And I looked at Landry and I was like, so let me tell you a little something about a thing called Summon Greater Demon. Let's <laughs> <laughs> <That's... laughs> turn to Gunner. Let me tell you about this cunt named Dante. <laughs> Okay, choose another member of your party. What is a memory you have of them that defines your relationship with them? Hmm. And we can do Pirates or Adventures Guild, just specify. I'm trying to think about Because I haven't been around. There's only a few sessions with uh, Pirates. I can go further for Randy Kennedy if you like. Yeah, I have to think about it. Like. Hell yeah. How do a bunch of blocks to make a forest? I'm lost. It's it's I'm it's, 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 it's lobby arts for forest. Okay, Landry, got legends right here. Oh yeah, yeah. Landry, um, as I'm only playing in pirates right now, I'll do a point of view of bear. Bear? What? Beaver? Yeah. Uh, what was the wish again? How? Uh, what is what is what is a memory that you have of a character, and how has it like defined your relationship with that character? Trigger Brett moment. Pretty much. Um, I'm gonna go off the first episode of the Pirates campaign, and I think it's when Mordecai slit the throat of that guy open when he was hanging him off the, the edge of the boat during the pouring during the rain in the night, um, and he just said, "It's just business," as he slits the man's throat. Uh, it's just business. And Bear did a similar thing. Granted, a intelligence, so it doesn't get everything quite right. Uh, he's wise, but he's just not, he doesn't remember everything. So when he kills the elf bitch, he says it's just money. Basically just trying to say it's just business and that's why he's killing her. Um, and so it kind of is, he knows that Mordecai is no, not as strong as Bear. He's not, not, that, not, weak, not that much weaker than Bear, but he's not as strong as Bear, but he can, he's still a killer. And so it's kind of like a, hey, like There's more to these people than it seems. Uh, and that's why, we, also, when Mordecai went <coughs> down to the gnome fight, the only time Bear said a person's name, like, actively, 
was that when that moment when Mordecai goes down, it goes Mordecai instead of going a man thing or human dude or all these other fucking nicknames he has for everybody. And that's because he doesn't know their names, just because he's got a he's got a weird kind of playful sense of personality, and so he thinks these nicknames are playful to them, and he thinks they enjoy them because Bear's his nickname; it's not his actual name. Uh, you slimy cunt. It's yeah. So Mordecai, when he goes down, it's kind of that shock, and yes, he is still weaker, but. He's still that killer I need to protect. Because he's, you know... Eric, did you know that Bear wasn't his real name? No. You cunt. He said that before. Well, yeah. that's not why I was calling you a cunt. I was calling you a cunt because whenever Mordecai goes down in the gnome fight was mine. Because with as Mordecai is, you know, falling into unconsciousness, the last thing that he remembers is Bear's voice yelling, Mordecai. And that's very... He kind of paid back off the one I was going to say, too. Goddamn. That's very visceral because it always has been Man-Thing or, you know... Captain of the ship, or, or Captain of the cave, or what yeah, is it? Captain of the cave. Yeah, chief, of the, chief, chief, chief of the cave. Yeah, it's, it's always been chief of the cave or man thing or something. Or and beardling so, or little horn. And so to hear <laughs> Bear actually, you know, Mordecai, I don't know. That just kind of because the first time that Mordecai ever met Bear, he blew a kiss at him, and then all of a sudden was very confused as to why this large hairy man was standing at his table, and he was like, "Let's the fuck back down." And now it's like, I don't know. Mordecai would do just about anything for Bear. I don't know. Nice little bro moment. Snake, what was yours? Mine was when, during the, it, it's just money, when, uh, because fucking Bear and Al got along, like, fucking famously prior to that mission, and then when we could tell that Bear wanted to kill the elf bitch, Al was like, yeah, you go do that, I'll watch your back. I don't know, that was a, that's why Bear's, like, my favorite character in Pirates, because we had a little bro moment. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. Not enough, not enough bro moments. <laughs> Dude, last session there were no time for bro moments. It was just hats and yeah, there's there's a lot of. Why do I only remember hats? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, this that's a lot of what we did. Oh, we went to save Yorda. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I completely forgot about saving Yorda. That was fun. You gave me some relationship advice as well. Yeah, you yeah. look dusty. Yeah, look dusty. My fucking newly acquired Texan accent. Have you heard of soap? Thought of soap. I just the best in that. I had to write. I couldn't keep doing the fucking broken English for Al. I'm like, how can I? I was like, imagine hats. Hmm, I'm gonna be cowboy. honest with you. I'm gonna be honest with you. Thank you. Yeah, I could. The broken English was rough. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. Uh, I liked it at first, but I'm like, no, I'm gonna bullshit this. Well, I mean, and also like the broken English thing could be all right. Just that it has to, it has to just work so perfectly. Yeah. Like, cause he has like it has to be just it has to be. Tolerable enough and noble enough to be said, but broken enough to where it's still broken. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like a man who's this is like his third language, so he's going, Ah uh, yes, um uh, I'm looking for the the, the the silver thing you put in hand. And you like, watch like, Shrek the Pussy Boots? Yeah. That oh it's the the pussin and in goods and they're like, they're like, what, what, what? Are Denki? Like, His friend Denki? Yes, friend Denki. He's pushing the goods, uh, and he has a green man of rar. Augur? Uh, I think they call him Augur. <laughs> okay, Eric, what's yours? I'm sorry. So, and I have this question memorized, because I think it's a cool fucking question. It's a two-part. So, you are paying for passage across the river Styx. Greek mythology, yeah. Mm. Nate, you follow one? I, uh, I bought these dumb worms, I thought they were regular, they have little smiley faces, so I feel really bad before I eat them. <laughs> Grab one. 
some sloths. Yeah. Oh, they do have smiley faces. <laughs> Eat ash first so that you can see the smile all the way to the end. I did that. That's how I realized that. I, but I was like, why is this like round? I'm like, oh, he's been decapitated. <laughs> oh, look at that. I've been impaled. <laughs> <laughs> I love your games. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway. So, you're paying for passage across the. Are you familiar with the river sticks? Because it just because I know you said you're not big enough. Either. So the river sticks is what separates the living world from the underworld. That's mm. basically the border. Yeah. Did you, did you play God of War? The original one? Yes. Long, long time, but yes. Okay. So Achilles, you know, he was impervious to any kind of damage except for his heel. The reason that that is is because whenever he was born, his mother dipped him in the river sticks, and what she held onto him by was the, heel? was the heel. So that was the only part of him that was not soaked in the water of the river sticks. In Percy Jackson, whenever Percy dips himself in the river sticks, you know he has. They tell him, "Think of a spot on your body, and that's going to be your spot." And Annabelle recently had touched him on like the small of his back, and that's whenever their romantic thing is kind of weird. And so he's like, okay, the small of my back. And then so whenever he dips himself, that's the spot that he, you know, thinks of. So, but the river sticks is the border between the world of the living and the world of the dead. Yeah. And you have to, whenever you die, you are there at the ferry. And Charon, the ferryman, will take you across the river to the underworld. But then so that's why whenever people die, they put two gold drachmas on their eyes because that's the, that's the fare. You pay the ferryman with this money, and that's that. So... You are paying for passage down the river Styx, but rather than using money, the ferryman demands your uh, your, your, mo your most precious memory as payment. Hmm. What memory do you give him? And then, how does it change your character not having that memory? How does how do, yeah? How does not having that memory anymore change your character? It's a twofer. Few and I'm really flushed out, but for Al. Ooh, he's a warforged, and he doesn't remember any of his human memories, but as a warforged... It means warforged memories. He de he's basically a five-year-old, <laughs> as as far as life experiences go. Yeah. I guess it would be when he killed the guy that got him shut down. He has minor bloodlust. And that's his most precious memory? It's the last thing I remember before he was shut down for... I was like, I'm not, talk I'm not, I was like, I'm not talking shit, like, that, like, that's an interesting idea, like... That's the last thing he can remember before. His favorite shot. thing is murder. He's, His favorite thing is fighting. Is fighting. And that's when he won a fight. Like, I fought of fights. When he, like, won one of fight. And so how would it affect your character? If Al can remember that. Would he still think he's about to be shut down, or... He would think of himself as less... He would think less of himself as a fighter. Because he doesn't have that... Oh, the memory I of that overcoming somebody. Yeah, the overcoming. Yeah. Hand-to-hand -hand combat, yeah. Good answer, good answer. Yeah. Uh, for Bear, it'd probably be raising his Bear Max, because, uh, fun fact, Bear is 33 years old. Uh, Max, the uh, Bear, is 20 years old, so he got that Bear pretty much as young as they come. Uh, he, got him, he got him within the first year of his life. And so, started raising with him. Uh, something happened, they got split up. I have, I have a reason for that, but I don't want to spoil everything for everybody listening. Uh, Max saved his life at one point, and they got split up after that. Uh, so if you if you were to get rid of those the t type of raising Max, and yes, he rose he raised Max in a mercenary camp because Bear at the age of eleven joined a mercenary group. 
<laughs> because he's a badass motherfucker. No, because the, the shifters, the shifters mature at the age of 10. So they are basically full grown adults at the age of 10 and they live up to uh, 80 something. And I think they live to like low 80, so like 81, 82. So yeah, they mature at 10, so he joined war at 12. Fought in war up until pretty pretty much, not just recently, because big wars, the big war stopped like 15 years ago. So he's it's probably up till he was 18, 20. He was fighting in wars. That's an interesting concept, and it is like 15 years, give or take. Mm. That's an interesting concept, because Mordecai was like 10 years old at that time. Mm. Crazy. Yeah, so Bear's 33 now, and so yeah, so he's, he, you know, after serving the war, he went back to his tribe to become a hunter and become a shaman, then his tribe's all dead. So yeah, so him losing the memory of him raising Max, I'm talking about like a big span of time here. I'm talking about just like a singular memory, because he kind of lumps it all together as this one raising Max, because it's not... That it's not a one particular moment sticking out. It's the whole thing, and that war did affect him greatly. He had slightly PTSD from it. And the only thing that made it livable is that bear he had. So is Al the youngest? Al would be fifteen because he was made at the very end of the war to where he didn't get used. Yeah, so he's like sixteen probably, fifteen, Holy sixteen. Fuck. Yeah. Well, I mean that's because you're a maid. So I was I was literally the fucking Family Guy skin of George W. Bush going to be, and now I'm like, all right, let's fucking go. And it's like the war's been over for a minute. <laughs> yeah, so then, um... All I can how, imagine... How that would change Bear is that would make him a lot less pleasant and happy of a person. Because he wouldn't have any of those happy memories, and he had all that PTSD from the war. All I can think about is fucking Tallahassee raising fuck in Zombieland. Oh, fuck off. Kind of, kind of like that. But yeah, this was basically, you know, instead of fuck being stripped away from him... Buck never existed, so Tallahassee would just be a much colder, so Bear would just be much colder, less of this kind of jolly person, because he doesn't have any of those fond things he thought of, the thing to keep him safe. Damn. The end of Zombieland was Buck a dog or a human boy? It's remember. a human boy. Because yeah, like, the, the, yeah, the, the, the entire time, it's a dog, and whatever they're playing Monopoly in Bill Murray's house, yeah. uh, Columbus realizes that it's actually his kid. Yeah, it's okay. his son. I couldn't remember if it was flipped, but no, it was that his son. Yeah, and with... Yeah, with Bear being a shifter, Bear, Max is practically a son to him because he is a because he is the aspect of a bear. So he has bear fur. His face is more shaped than that of a bear's style. He has bear things and bear claws on his hands. And he's you know, so yeah, he's practically a, he's basically a half man, half bear himself. So animals are pretty relevant to him. Oh yeah. All right. Um, we're gonna go Mordecai because honestly, Mordecai. I see Mordecai traveling down the river Styx a whole lot. Like, it makes more sense than it makes for Kathleen. So, Mordecai's most fond memory. Honest? Uh, yeah. It would probably be the time that he spent with Veronica. Yeah, and and, and kind of like, kind of like Bear, I can't give like a specific one. Just because they spent... I mean, because they they've not, they knew each other from childhood, but I'm talking the time they spent together romantically. Because Mordecai, you know, he wasn't drinking heavily, he wasn't smoking heavily, he wasn't sad all the goddamn time. He was happy, and so the time that he spent with her, you know, that's that's the most that's what he holds, you know, the highest, that's what's most precious to him. And if he had to use that memory as payment, also, I do think would he pay with it? Well, because it, it, well, it says you have to use your most precious. Yeah, but like, 
I think it'd be also an interesting question, would your character actually give up that memory, or would you travel down the river sticks? That would depend on what's down the river. Hell. <laughs> well, because that's the thing. Hades. Because you're using memory to pay for passage. Mm. So depending on what's there, what he needs to get to, maybe. Mayhaps. Maybe it's Veronica herself. It could, very and so he could get his memories back. Very or form new ones. Yeah. But, so he would give up, you know, the memory of the time that they had together, um, before shit hit the fan, and that would change him, um, I still think he would be very sad. He'd he'd be sad and he'd be broken, but he wouldn't necessarily know why. Also, he wouldn't have the the journal, because I don't know if I've actually specified this, Mordecai, he has a journal, and it's missing the, the final, like, the last seven pages, they're gone, and it was Veronica's journal, and so... Have I actually talked about the whole Veronica thing I'm recording at all? No, you only mentioned her name. Yeah, you mentioned her name, and you got a piece of paper okay. that you uh, uh, got for the first session. All right, so a little bit of quick backstory here. You know, it's like I said, Mordecai lived in the city, you know, his entire life. He started, you know, run, I was going to say running guns. He started doing, you know, kind of piratey shit at, like, the age of 10, okay? He's been in the game for a while. Um, growing, he grew up with a girl. Her name was Veronica. They were the best of friends, whatever. You know, whenever they got older, they realized that there was, you know, a mutual attraction there, and so, you know, they began to see each other, you know, they were living happily, whatever, and then all of a sudden, one day, you know, he gets back from whatever he's doing, and she's just gone, you know, and it's not even like there was a robbery, nothing, like, nothing is overturned, she's just gone, didn't leave a note, there's no explanation, nothing, but her journal that she always had, and he'd seen this journal for years, she never read it, you know, because that was her stuff, you know, with respect, but all that was left for... This, this journal was left behind, and she wouldn't have left without it. He knew that. But the final seven pages of it were ripped out. And those, he, he came to the conclusion that those were the pages that was going to explain where she went, why she was gone, why she didn't take them with him, why she didn't tell him anything. So that's kind of, for, for lack of a better thing, as of right now, that's Mordecai's goal, is to find out what happened to Veronica. But, so, paying with that memory, you know, he wouldn't have any use for the journal. He'd probably chuck it off the front of the ship because it meant nothing to him. Unless he read through it and was like, wow, you know. You know, because it's like, yeah, you know, I, I remember her when we were friends growing up. Or maybe, you know, the, the way that she wrote was very eloquent. He turned it into songs or something. But it wouldn't be a personal connection to him. So he wouldn't care about the journal. Like I said, he would probably still be sad. Because while he doesn't remember what made him this way, he still is this way. So he just wouldn't have a reason why. Also, fun fact. So Mordecai was born sad. Also, fun fact. It's it's okay to not have a reason to not be okay, just so you guys know. I'm just going to put that out there. But, so yeah, so he wouldn't really have a reason, but yeah, he just... As long as you're not okay forever. I mean, not... not as long as you're not not okay forever. Yeah, as long as you're not not okay forever. There is no afterlife. I mean, it's alright to be sad for, for a month. Our question but is... But if you're sad for 14 years... Jessica, come back, please. <laughs> I want to see my fucking kids. I want kids. to see my kids. I'm 22. I had kids at eight, apparently. <laughs> Next to that, old they were, you cunt. Anyway. So, but that that's how Mordecai would behave differently, I think. Well, um, that was the thing. I said I haven't seen them in 14 years. Oh, shit, so well, I didn't hear that part. Sorry. I had them at six. They were two years old. We just stole them, ripped them from my arms. I was only three times their age. Boys, are we ready? Yeah. We're okay, next. before we ask this next question, now I'm like stupid curious. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, we had, you know, we had to go to the, like, what what would be, okay, for your character, what would be something that you would be willing to give up that memory for? 
And you said you said your uh, for your was another chance with Veronica. Maybe. Maybe. What, what else? What else would you uh, give up your memory for? I wouldn't. Exactly. Because so. yeah, because like the only thing that Mordecai would even give it up for is if there was another chance. But if he gives it up, you know what? What's you know runs the risk of. It not you not know, feeling that way. Yeah, it never happened. But at the same time, it could also make it feel better. But you know, it's also that like, well, you know, it's just that that you know, that's that literally that phrasing for for Mordecai at least. It's it's better to have loved and lost yeah, than never loved at all. Yeah. Basically, he would have lost his love, his love with that one. For me, uh, for Bear, um, I really don't think there's anything that he would give that memory up for. Because the only reason he still exists is to find the person who had uh, killed his tribe, hurt him, hurt Max, and stuff like that. The only thing that keeps him going is ale, drunken rage, and Max. <laughs> okay, so what if, what if you know, the the god of death or whatever appeared to bear material like on 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 the the, the, the material mortal plane and was like, look, I've got this guy, I've got this guy right here. He's all yours. It's just up to you to get there. Yes, but I, th- I think I think Bear would have given up without those memories. Because ah. Bear, you know, pretty sense the void. And he, you know, he has a he has a staunch outside to it. Yeah. He's a pretty he's pretty sense the void. He's not, you know, and he's not well adjusted, <laughs> as you can tell. But it, but the the those memories make him give an attempt to be well adjusted. And also, he he's very valuable of life, like at least of his own life, because his philosophies, the strongest, are meant to live. Mm. So, if he's going to find this person, he's going to find it on his own. So, because that proves that he is a strong enough to find them and b strong enough to kill himself. Doesn't have to be with any intervention. Doesn't have to be with any help. And, you know, because you have like quality traits for your background, and that, that's his. Is that your name will only pass in the legend if you're strong enough. Like the weak die, yeah. and that's how it goes. And so that's why he's not—he's not even super upset about his tribe dying because he's like, clearly they showed they were too weak. But I will make sure that their name is put in land yeah. because I will be strong enough. I will carry their names upon my back and tell and tell my story written through history. Hmm. The way Mordecai lives is a uh, eat ass, just does smoke grass, skip class, skip class, drink fast. Al has no reason to live besides that he's in debt to somebody. And Al can't kill himself because he doesn't breathe and he doesn't bleed. Make trash. So once he finally pays his debt, Al might go sicko mode and try to, like, either kill himself or just become depressed. And well, see, here's, a, here's the thing about Warforged. I mean, this is just Warforged. The finding of a reason would be pretty interesting. Yeah. The reason to find a reason. Because after the war, I was discovered and used as, like, mechanical riding bull but for fighting I only did that for like a couple of years until I got shut down I've been shut down for over a decade I've been a lot I've been like awake for maybe a couple of weeks and so I have no connections and no attachments well see that's perfect I mean you're working with a clean slate because like Albinor Albinor did not have a goal at all and then Landry threw us through a fucking emotional gauntlet and then he had one and then he got fucking murked two sessions later but yeah Al might finding a goal it's just as fun as accomplishing one, in my yeah. opinion. Al might see people how they enjoy food and become a, want to become a master chef. 
because of it. May not be able to taste it, but he knows what's good and what's good. Maybe poisons a few people along the way on accident. Not trying to, but he does. A little bit of rust balls in there from his uh, beard. Yeah, well, I mean, no, he just cuts up the pufferfish wrong because he doesn't know how to find out a couple pufferfish. I just imagine the fucking. Fucking he doesn't cook the chicken quite thoroughly. And to him, it looks alright, but it gives some people something up. <laughs> I don't know if it's a vine or a TikTok that don't kill yourself. I might! Don't kill I might! Don't it's fucking Al on the edge of the ship. Don't die, your dick's too fat. <laughs> don't kill yourself. I might! So yeah, so the finding of a reason is a pretty, I think it's a pretty, a pretty good reason to continue to play a character. Yes. Because, you know, because this is big, big world of fantasy. I mean, there's plenty of reasons, plenty of things. Maybe your character just, like, after this, he's like, well, now that I've never had freedom before, so I want to experience it. So maybe he stops adventuring because he wants to experience what actual freedom is like. So he becomes a wanderer, a nomad. But you can play a different character, maybe, or you can still play as him, and he's just adventuring with us because he's like, this is freedom. These are my friends. I, I live for my friends now. I live to protect them, make sure they're all right. Al becomes fucking Iron Giant. Yeah. Fucking, or, uh, yeah. Or maybe you're trying to find a way to turn back human. That could be even a thing. Yeah, a lot of possibilities. Alright, I got another one. You guys ready? Yep. There is a material item that you desire, but you don't just want it, you crave it. What is this item, and how does it relate to your character? Hmm. I'm trying to which character to go with. Who wants to start? I'm still thinking. Alright, I'll start. Uh, bear. Material item he wants. Uh, bear is not a very materialistic person. He's a... Again, he's the idea of... Fancy stuff won't save you. Fancy words and knowledge doesn't save you from an owlbear attack. That's literally one of his quirks. Is that, or not quirks. But I was back... I would listen back to Pirates today, and it was like, all the fancy hats, you were like, that won't protect you against an owlbear attack. And yeah, like, it's, it's literally because he, it's just like... Yeah, it's, this stuff's not going to help you. So things for him would be very practical. But maybe there's like a magical bow he saw, or a magical axe. Because he's a really big fan of axes, if you, can't, if you don't know. The only weapons he carries are axes. So he sees a magical axe that's really powerful. And that's, what, that's the material item he wants. He's like, I want that axe, because that axe... But you don't just want it. You crave it. Well, see, that's the thing. He, yeah, maybe he does crave it. And also, not just necessarily the re not just the axe itself, but the fight to get the axe. He craves that because he knows that axe is that an axe of a, a demigod. And he's like, that axe, when I get it, I will be a demigod. And then those the stories of me and my tribal past he likes it. it, like he wants. <laughs> All right, Nate, you got one. Well, this depends on if I'm right about what Landry has an idea of for Adventures Guild Landry for Tritons we'd mention it are you of the idea of different tribes of Tritons being different colors yes there's like a whole divisions of tribes with different colors like subsects uh what I have right now is uh you said you went blue blue like you would be more magical based on yeah you're a light blue with some dark accent marks that are the more magical. Yeah. But you have a dark blue cousins that have light blue accent marks that protect y'all because they're more of the fighter styles. Yeah. Then you have your orange ones. They're uh Cunts. They're they're more like They're surface fish. Yeah, they're bougie. They're like fucking in my mind, they're like slave traders, like power hungry. Well yeah, how I'm doing it is they are y'all are y'all live deeper down than them, so they live closer to the surface. Yeah. Uh so they 
So they fucking like trade and shit. They do a lot of trading. So that's why they can do the slave trade. Because yeah. all of them make a lot of appearances with the rest of the of some of y'all's other kin. Yeah. So they they do slave trade. They do other things because they feel like they're better because they have more surface technology, which I'm sorry to say, Triton Front, is surface technology is better than underwater technology. Yeah. <laughs> because shit's more stable on, on the top. Yeah. The way I kind of viewed it was like the Lantern Corners in DC, like each color tribe values different things or are of different classes yeah. Yeah. from the player perspective. So like green might be fucking uh, clerics, just like random shit, or blue might be barbarian, or red might be barbarian, just shit like that. For, I think I've kind of established it with the light blue tritons, most of them have been like killed out. But there's like, each division has like their own artifact, and I'm trying to look for the light blue artifact. So I can be like, I can regrow the light blue population, essentially. Uh, a ring of fertility. Yeah, basically. I was reading. Patent Town time. <laughs> oh, I was reading. Morning time. Norse mythology. There's a weird ring that was given to Freya, and it was the ring of fertility. And what it does, every third day, it pop out two new rings, to be given to be uh, the same beauty and magnitude to be granted to children, to her children. And so basically, it, the idea was that she would have. New children every third day. I don't like that. I don't like that. Yeah, that's that's kind of something that I was workshopping with myself, and I ran it by Landry, and we're kind of on the same page of how to fuck with tritons and shit. Oh yeah. Well, and I didn't even know the idea about the item, and yeah, I can definitely work that. I can definitely make things without that. That was so, an idea that I. So hypothetically, that would be a thing that I so, crave. So who has the goal of trying to find this artifact to reconstruct the light blue? Uh, Tritons that has been decimated by a recent occurrence, and that occurrence is. Do you have any thoughts about that occurrence or a different fish tribe just try to wipe them, like a stronger one? I don't know, color, purpose, yeah. or what kind of subclass they would be. Those periwinkle motherfuckers. <laughs> Those orange. Goddamn magentas. And it's basically like <laughs> the more higher up you look, lower on the lower downs, and vice versa. So like. We fucking hate the orange cunts because they're land dwellers. Yeah, because they live the closest to the surface. Yeah. And they, they have the best relations with the other. Okay, you, uh, the reds wiped out your tribe. Reds are a bunch of, yeah. a, uh, bunch of warriors as well. They're basically the warrior cast for the orange ones. Yeah. Because they live the closest to the orange ones. The orange ones, instead of taking them, like, y'all can go deeper and take slaves and kill. And we'll basically give y'all more technology for the surface as well. Boom. That's cool, like the colder and warmer colors stick to each other. I like that a lot. Yeah, and also, you know, I was thinking warmer colors closer to the surface because the sun's more yeah. warm than the cold, cold See, I love water. shit like this. This is good shit. Yeah. Okay. See, exactly. If, and that's a, that's a big thing. If you're listening to this, players, talk to your DMs. They'll, they'll help you with anything, they'll talk to you with anything, and they'll make it happen. Because we love cool shit, we love cool ideas, and we'll implement wherever the fuck we can. And also, DMs, talk to your players. Because, yes, while it's on you, you don't have to carry everything on your shoulders. Yeah. Yes. Because I know as a player, whenever my DM comes to me and he's like, hey, I've been thinking about this, or hey, I've been thinking about that, like, I live for that shit. I love getting ideas. I love being the backboard. Don't. I love being used. Also, don't spoil things. I'm really bad about that sometimes. Landry is very bad about spoiling things. Sometimes. because, Because I've had so many campaigns... And this isn't y'all's fault. I've been so many campaigns that just fall to the cracks, and yeah. so all these cool ideas are really explored. So I end up just not telling people the cool ideas because I'm a, I'm afraid that it's never gonna happen. I'm afraid that I'm like 
I made this whole fucking, I wrote Lord of the Rings for you, just for y'all. I'm not publishing this anywhere, I'm not releasing this anywhere, and if y'all don't read the book, then Lord of the Rings is gonna go through the trash, basically. So I wanna tell you some of my Lord of the Rings stories, I'm sorry, basically, is what goes through my mind, you know. Another idea for their fish tribe, purple being another cool color. They're all bards, and they're just like the fucking under the sea moment from Little Mermaid. They're a bunch of crustacean people. Yeah. Under the sea. Yeah. Fuck. Interesting idea. Purple ones actually they evolved to have shells upon their back, and that's how they play horns. They play horns yeah. with the shells. I was thinking of fucking octopus playing drums, but yeah, that works. Yeah. Well, I was thinking of like actual instruments that can work underwater. Yeah. Because an element of realism to it makes it neat. So a horn yeah. made of crustacean a bit cool. that could work. Hell yeah. What was the question? It is fifty-two minutes. Um, f- craving and. What does an idea you crave? Um, not just want to crave. How does that? Crave that mineral like Subscribe with the reference. Honestly, I I think I'm gonna go with Nate on this one. Um. A material. An item for your tribe. Goddamn it. <laughs> well, no, it's, no, like like a, like a material item that Kathleen. Like yeah, she wants it, but it's 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 almost to the point that she's obsessed. She she craves it. She needs it. She needs to find the underwater temple. She needs to find the temple of Manon. Not only you know for for Richard, but like for herself at this point, because that's the only thing that she's got going for her is what she feels like. So have we talked about that at all on recording? What the the temple. Not really, no. Goddamn. Okay, so Kathleen, her background is the hermit. So when you be, when you were a hermit, you were given something called the hermit discovery, and it's basically a piece of knowledge that you alone know, and it has the the uh, what's the word for the chance, basically the chance to like change the world or the way people view certain things. And so Kathleen's hermit discovery is that there is a giant underwater temple to Manon, guarded by the I mean the largest sea monster to ever exist. Um, nobody really knows where it's at, but she knows for a fact that it does exist. So, like, when we were in the Silver Isles and I was talking to Woodrow, you know, diving bells, you know, can you work with that or anything? Because Kathleen wants to find this. And the reason that she knows about it is because uh, Richard is the old man that kind of took Kathleen in um, and taught her, you know, the ways of Manon, taught her the ways of the sea and everything. And then whenever the shipwreck happened, um, you know, Richard obviously died and Kathleen survived. But Richard was pouring uh, basically his entire life into researching this thing. Kathleen had no idea what it was. She just knew that Richard was, you know, in his quarters for hours and hours on end. Um, Never knew really what it was. So whenever the boat went down and she couldn't save Richard, she saved all of his notes that she could, I mean, that she possibly could, and made it to the island. And on the island, reading through the notes and everything, she found out that it was the existence of this underwater temple, and Richard was tracking it down. And Kathleen has a vague idea of where it's at. That's why she's where she is in the world currently. But, yeah, she she needs to find that. That's what it is. That's the yearning. That's the craving. That's the need. The need. My jeez. Oh, my jeez. So you all know how you all are in the Adventures Guild on a five-mass ship. Uh-huh. Um, the only five-mass ship I'm seeing is a Royal Clipper. And that's what it looks like. Jesus Christ! What a fucking boat, dude. 
I mean, Duller. That's a fucking unit if I've seen one. Well, I mean, that's the point. Is this ship is supposed to be fucking massive, carrying tons of cargo. That's sure. fucking yeah. huge. And I'm thinking in 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 the D and D, of course, because you can fancy things. It's taller as well. Yeah. Few is upset that an orange cunt could afford that. But it makes sense for an orange cunt. <laughs> society the orange cunts never molted. I love that. <laughs> What a great time. All right, so next question. Um, there we go. Yeah, but why did you watch a port of it? Stop. What? No. <laughs> the next question we're going to ask. You're lost in the center of a dark and forbidding forest. A common sparrow, a mysterious raven, a colorful parrot, and a bald eagle all claim to know how to help you escape. Which bird do you trust? What was the first one? A common sparrow. Sparrow, okay. A mysterious raven, a colorful parrot, and a bald eagle. Who do you trust to get you out? Well, parrots are usually the birds with evil pirate guys, so that's out. Ravens. I like his logic. Edgar Allan Poe. He was kind of a cunt. He was he, he was a pedo, right? Like he married a twelve year old. No, no, several of the time. He married a twelve year old, so ravens are out. <laughs> Sparrows. Um, Captain Jack Sparrow, Johnny Depp. He got beat by a woman, fucking pussy. Just kidding. Abuse isn't funny. But I like Bald Eagle, so I'm going with the Bald Eagle. Okay, the Bald Eagle. Landry? Yeah. If I'm... If this bears with me... Gives me... Or if this is not your different plane. Bald Eagles... Brave. Hunters. They kill things that they hunt. They might... They don't... But they don't eat dead people. So... If, he will not be big enough to carry me. So he might lead me the way out, honestly, for a reward. Uh, ravens. Ravens, if, if I'm playing like a Norse character, or like if I give, if you give a ship of Norse mythology at all, ravens are, Godin, are Odin's eyes and guides. So if you're like a Norse person, or you believe in Norse mythology, or if I'm playing a Norse character, I pick a raven, because that's Odin's eyes and guide. Like that means he, his wisdom is here with me. Common Sparrow? I mean, has he ever left the forest? No idea. I mean, he's pretty common. Uh, fuck, fuck. Look, but I didn't ask for a fucking explanation on each one of them. I just asked you were gonna fucking oh, follow. Oh, I do. It's funny and cute, huh? You sound like Landry, huh? You have pent up sexual frustrations for, huh? Well, that's also because you take a minute to, to explain your reasonings because it's all very clear, concise, and then I have to go into the deep logic and reasonings of behind everything I would ever do uh, in Dungeons and Dragons for four hours. Um, a parrot. I don't think a common parrot would be anywhere near I'd be I'm stuck in, so I feel like he's stuck with me. He's be the one I get stuck with. <laughs> so I'm not gonna trust him and then Sparrow. Uh no. So either the bald eagle or the Stop See? You be a cunt, I flag shit. Yeah, he's flagged every time you were a cunt in the last so, ten seconds. We wouldn't have a podcast if that was the case. <laughs> Alright, what's your reasoning, cunt? Um, I'd probably run with the sparrow. Common bird, I'm a common guy. The parrot in a forest, they're tropical birds. Doesn't make a whole lot of That's sense. That's exactly what I was saying. It was yeah. like, it's probably stuck with me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah or, or bad guy pirates. Am I am I right? <laughs> or he's who can't stand it. You can follow his nose and you get out of here. I don't think you can't follow yours. <laughs> exactly, so he can do the things I can't. That's I come with his face. Not a fucking pair, you idiots. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but he's. It's in the name. You're close to. I literally said you can't, Sam. 
they're close enough. What's the difference between a toucan and a parrot? When I think parrot, I think of the one from, uh, Lion King? The fucking... Zazu? I never watched The Lion King. I don't know. The, the bird? You never yeah. watched The Lion King? He's a fucking toucan. Yeah. No, no, you're right. I'm thinking of uh, exactly. Peter Pan. Never mind. To Peter Pan. Yeah, I mean, he's a parrot. That's another... Oh, no, I'm thinking of uh, Aladdin, right? There's a parrot in Aladdin. Yes. yes. Yeah, okay, uh, I'm thinking of that. I can't Iago. Yeah, Iago he's... Iago is a parrot. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, there's seen The Lion King. Don't get bent about it. Everybody gets mad. But... I mean, it's, it's all right. Yeah, I, I enjoy it. And people are always like, it's the best shirt. It's okay. It's one of the better Disney movies. I enjoy it. It's just, isn't it like Hamlet or something like that? Like, it is, yeah. It's Hamlet. Yes. Like, I've been told it's literally Hamlet, but by animals. Yeah. And I don't like Shakespeare. Like, if I could go back in time to kill one human being, it'd be Shakespeare. I know it's like, oh, Shakespeare's old people. No, I would kill the William Shakespeare. It's fuck English. <laughs> is it just a random fuck dude? Like, that fuck Macbeth. Fuck Romeo and Juliet. And fuck Julius Caesar. Fuck high school literature. Miss Jennings is like gonna listen to this and just kill herself. Has, has a fucking stroke. Julius, I didn't read me Caesar in her class though. I'm not a huge fan of Julius Caesar, but uh, or, okay. fuck the guy, dude. I hate Caesar. I hated Caesar. Oh fuck Caesar! All my homies hate Caesar. No, I'm not a big fan He's of a fucking prick, man. He fucking ate my applesauce and shit. <laughs> fuck that guy. Are you talking Caesar? Woman to fucking high school with Chavez? No, I'm oh. talking about Julius Caesar. <laughs> <laughs> the man dead well over 70 years. Well over 70 years. <laughs> well over, yes. No, 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 because no, no, it's from a Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed where, like, the the, Bla the Black Knight ghost. Yeah. He, you know, he was in prison with the, the pterodactyl ghost, and he's like, and he ate all my tater tots. I haven't watched the movie. I need to rewatch those movies. So fucking good. I love them. God. Matthew Lord. But yeah, fuck Shakespeare. I would follow the common, like, if it was Kathleen. I'd follow the common sparrow because she sees herself as, you know, just a common person. Because a parrot in a forest, out of place. Bald eagle, they're, they're regal, they're noble. She would feel like it has better things to do than waste its time on her. And, what was the other one? A raven? A raven, yeah. That shit's ominous. And her being, you know, seafaring and whatnot, she is very superstitious. And so raven, mm. you know, dark birds are a, a bad omen. So she would, and also, you know, maybe the, you know, the, the sparrow reminds her of herself, you know, it's, it's small, it's frail, but it's quick, and, I don't know. And she punched to death, it leads her astray. <laughs> <laughs> I would pick the eagle, because big and strong, if you would wait around and wait for a seagull, it's the only bird that he knows. I'm just imagining the eagle coming and, like, picking Theo up and flying <laughs> off with him, because he's a fish. <laughs> Bear they be... all come at me, I'm a fish. Bear's a ranger, he knows how to get out of the goddamn woods. He's like, I don't need a fucking bird. Fuck, he turned into a bird, he's a druid as well. Oh, shit, yeah. Okay. He'd be like, I'm a fucking pterodactyl. Pterodactyl. <laughs> An undead spirit, half a world away, is slowly moving towards your character seeking revenge. What is that spirit, and why does it want revenge? It's the ghost of an orange cunt, and it wants revenge because I killed it for being plot twist cunt. being an orange cunt. <laughs> no, plot twist because I, I fell in love with his daughter, and we were going to unite the tribes, and then he bitch slapped me, so I killed him. Because I fucked his wife and then killed I him. I fucked his wife. It's a cuck holding him. <laughs> what were we doing? Because my real name is Oh, Al wait, no, it was Albasides. Albasides. It's not Thu. Thu's a made-up name. I'm I'm Alcibiades, but Alcibiades, yeah. 
Albasides. I'm a British cunt, so I'd say Albasides. Albasides. I'd just say anything a little bit different. Like, colour. Aluminium. Aluminium. Iron. What? Iron. Ew, I don't like Can iron. we talk about whenever Gunner says iron, he says iron? Yeah, I hate iron. it. I hate it. So Gunner, if you're listening to this, go fuck yourself. <laughs> the iron bars. Yeah, he said that. I was like... He said he, he just said something weird. There, there's something... Something that was bothering me the other day. I thought he was making a fucking joke, but... He's like, I understand it's spelled iron, but it's iron. Iron. Gunner, please. Well, see, the, Amer- the American, the Americans say iron. The, uh, the British say iron. Yeah, well, we're <laughs> Americans. Aluminium. Aluminium. Alright, so seeking revenge halfway across the world, it's an orange guy because you, what, fucked his daughter or some shit? I, was I told him because he's orange. Oh, okay. There's class warfare, we've established this. Landry, an undead spirit halfway across the world is making its way to you seeking revenge. Why does it want, what is the spirit why does it want revenge? Nates is a, a social commentary on the class structure of the world itself. The Angry Birds movie. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Didn't you uh, watch that? What a good movie, dude. I haven't watched it. Is it good? It's, it's, like, it's pretty actually... good. The first one's it's actually pretty good. The second one's not bad either. Miss There's Webb's. a second one? Yeah. I didn't know that. They're making a third one. I learned that they're making a second Croods movie. I don't know. It's the first person that watched the first Croods movie. I thought they already made a second Croods movie. <sighs> Wait, I'm behind on animated movies. No, because they're, they're coming out with a second Croods movie. Okay. Not yet. I just... Yeah, I, just... No, I don't know a single person that actually saw the Croods. I know somebody who saw the Croods. I, I don't can't. talk to her anymore. I can't think of that. That's why, that, was, that might be the reason. <laughs> I can't think of that many people, or that many animated movies I've seen recently, like newer ones. Besides Into the Spider-Verse, really. And the Pixar sequels, but those are obligatory for me. Oh my god, the Croods is an all-star fucking cast. And then Nicolas Cage plays uh, the dad, because it was a meme. Emma Stone, Ryan Reynolds, Nicolas Cage... Clark Duke, if you know what that is, good good on you. Leslie Maine, uh, that's it. That's pretty much all we pop right Can you see what the dad's name is? It's Grug. Grug, yeah. Because I was all over Twitter where, like, when the movie got announced, it was like, Nicholas Cage is Grug, and it's like him like this next to his animated character, and it fucking blew up a few months ago, kind of like a, that picture I have saved of Benedict Cumberbatch as the fucking wolf from the Penguins of Madagascar movie. <laughs> that's actually a really good movie, too. That was a great show. Yeah. Penguins of Madagascar. That was so fucking show. stupid, but I love that show. No, no, that was fucking A1. Not even stupid. It's just... What, there were some stupid things today. What epic thing is King Julius gonna do? Uh-oh, he steals something bad. We're penguins. That was the whole show. We have phenomenal, though. Fucking... Is your background on your phone Akira? Yeah, I love that movie. Fucking hell yeah, dude. You've seen this. You've not seen that imagery? It's a you, great fucking movie. Do you know what Akira is? No. Okay. It actually takes place in 2020, but mm-hmm. it came out in the 80s. Yep. I rewatched it a few months ago, and you know how the final battle takes place in like the Olympic Stadium? Because they knew the Olympics would be in Japan in 2020. Yeah, because it's like, like mm, that got canceled. That aged poorly. Well, no, it's very good, because what if we did happen, and then <laughs> we'd just be left with Nutsack Monster. Well, you know the fucking King of the Hill, uh, meat canning thing? Yeah, it's like here in King of the Hill. Yeah. Where he's like, I'll see you now, you son of a bitch. Yeah, it's yeah. from that the oh, whole okay. jacket and everything. It's awesome. Yeah. It's like a three-hour movie, but I fucking love it. Yeah, it's really fucking interesting. Um, I don't know you guys.
boy Boris. Um, what 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 bear is running away from? Um, he pissed off and he pissed off one of the spirit animals because he's a barbarian and he can have the spirit totem path, and so he pissed off one of them and after him. Alright. Because he didn't pick them, because he picked guess what? The bear totem. The wood the the owl totem's like, why did you pick me, bitch? <laughs> Alright, Mr. Hall. Bad touch, bad touch. Eric. Mr. Hall was my father. Reese Hall. Hey, at least they're not two middle names. <laughs> Fuck you. Let's go and go with my middle name. I don't know why I'm coming at you, Landry. I'm just. Fuck. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I didn't do shit. You didn't know, just like, uh, uh, Landry goes by his middle name. Quick, let's go. Yeah, that's the thing. You'll never know my first name. Jonathan. God, God damn it. Add flag. Add flag. I was going to be like Travis or something completely made up, but no. Travis Landry Green. <laughs> Travis Landry Scott. <laughs> That's pretty sick on of you. All right. Um, Requeeze Landry Scott. <laughs> Erich, what's your, uh, what, uh, Erich? Honestly, it would probably be somebody... I don't know, Mordecai was with, was with a party or something, he was in a pinch and like, like, Savos Aaron just left somebody. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. No, you didn't play Skyrim. Um, spoilers for a game that's been out for almost ten years. Um, the end of the Mage's Guild questline, because like, there's like the College of Winterhold, you know, it's, it's the, the magic school, basically. The, the Archmage is the guy who's in charge of that. You're so fucking bad. The Archmage is the guy who's in charge of that, and his name is Savos Aaron. I need my fucking mammoth, dude. Come on, go. His name is Savos Aaron. Um, and throughout the questline, you find out that uh, whenever Savos Aaron... I'm really helping Landry we're taking a noxiously loud bite, but go ahead. You find out that Savos Aaron, whenever he was a student, he was actually responsible for getting a bunch of other students killed and actually entrapped because they were like, oh, they're like, oh, there's something here. And so they went to go investigate it, found out it was something that you know, they, they couldn't handle. So he basically trapped two of his fellow students and friends in there with the dragon priest and so, so that they could like hold a ward and keep him stuck in there. And Savos Aaron dipped. And he went back, said he was the only survivor, and he became the archmage. And so then he was studying, trying to find a way to go back and save his friends. And then you, as a level fucking 12, I don't know, fucking whatever, I don't know, it's... Skyrim's bullshitty thing where you become the head of every faction. You, but you go and you you put his friends out of their misery and then defeat the dragon priest. But Savos Aaron is dead. Anyway, you're really a level three fucking guys that cast a single spell. Yeah, and they, college. Yeah, But I, I say that because it, it was probably honestly somebody, and it would probably be like at right right after the Veronica thing because I I wouldn't be I wouldn't see Mordecai doing it now, especially with you guys. But somebody that Mordecai. You know, they were on a job or something, and shit went sideways, and he just left them. He sabotaged them, and they got killed, and Mordecai went, you know, kept on living. So there's probably somebody out there who's coming for Mordecai simply because shit got left. I don't know. What? Why is he halfway across the world? I don't fucking know. <laughs> he went the wrong way. He looked the wrong Mordecai. Got stuck so China. fucking many of us out there. All right. Um... Okay, yes. What incentive would someone have to offer you, excluding gold or any monetary reward, that would ensure you would help them with their quest? Well, um, that was 
satisfying for some reason. <laughs> Sir. Anyways, uh, Al's really only alive for money right now, so it'd be few. And what was it? Like, what could they offer you besides gold or... Anything monetary. Um, What's something that they could offer to give you that would incentivize you to help them? On, their, on their quest. Uh, if they happen to have the artifact, that'd be dope, but on a realistic chance... Hmm... Something to help me defeat the orange cunts. Okay. He wants to destroy them completely. He's like, you really just don't. I want like to destroy the guys. warm colored cunts, orange, yellow, and red. God damn. Um, uh, Al could be the freedom. Freedom? Yeah. Yeah, it's not monetary. Because it is the money. He wants the money to gain freedom. But if he just said, hey, if you kill these fourteen people for me, I can have your freedom instead. Hmm. Yeah, I guess, but. Yeah, it's just a just way to bypass the 10,000 gold limit the amount you need. But Al secretly doesn't want to pay it off because he wants a reason to keep adventuring. It's fine. That, that, that's where we just boil into finding him. Or we just boil it and we make armor pieces out of him. Just take them off. Yeah, Powerful magical artifacts that bear can use. Alright. Pretty much anything. Uh, He's very all-around kind of like, if it's useful, he'll take it, he'll use it. If it's not practical, he can do it for like a suit of armor, unless he can get like a good profit off of it afterwards. Uh, but then that's also items. So I'm thinking, what, what would he do for uh, fucking loyalty? <laughs> be like, hey, like if like Mordecai came to him and was like, hey, we need to do this thing, Bear would be like, First one to go, jump on it. Hell yeah. Um, if Al said, hey, but I need 10,000 gold to go create my freedom, and he'd kill 14 people as well, Bear would be like, fucking, uh, I'll kill 13 of them, usually the last guy. Kathleen, it would probably be information. Information or the means to find the temple. Mordecai, as things stand currently, it would probably be the rest of the journal. Or just any information whatsoever on Veronica. Yeah, that's about, that's about, yeah, that's about what I got. Uh, I think you and I talked about this one whenever we were doing this the other day, Landry. Uh, you encountered a mirror. Good. That's just a funny meme. <laughs> Dodge meme. You encounter a mirror that reflects back all your past wrongdoings. What do you see when you look in the mirror? Um, like I said, I think we talked about this one, but... Yeah, we talked about it a little bit because it's like... What do you consider us the wrongdoings? Because like, we talked about Mordecai's wrongdoings, what I could see. And Kathleen's a little bit. Um, fucking Bear, because he's the only character I have currently, so that's why I keep talking from the perspective of him. Um, I keep saying currently, but I'm going to have to get more characters out of the fucking thin air. <laughs> they don't just spawn from nowhere. But yeah, Bear, um, he's just, uh, he's done some fucked up shit. You know, during a war, or 12 years old, like, born probably just burned down people's houses, burned an orphanage down, murdered innocent people for the, for the means, the ends. Um, I thought you were about to say for the meme. Yeah, he did it for the Maymay. He did it for the dank Maymay. He thought this would be funny lols LMAO later on. Um, no, he just fucked people. He just fucked up people. 
He doesn't... He does understand life, but at the same time, murder is not actually a bad thing for him. Because, again, if you cannot defend yourself, you do not deserve the, even the right to be alive. So, he's... No, because yeah, he's the thing that's an extreme. Yeah. And so that's why he... That's also why he's the only person of his tribe to want to purchase the land they're part of. Because he said, A, we're not going to win if we fight them. Because it's a fucking empire. Yeah. We're a hundred people. Yes, good fighters between us. But legions they have. So let's buy the land, do that legally. Then we can be the strongest amongst ourselves. You know? Be legendary mercenaries, be legendary heroes in our lands, instead of you know, in the lands of all the eyes of seen. And then since they all passed away, you know, he's like, oh, I'm gonna become legend of all the eyes of the seen. Uh, but yeah, everything he's seen done murder people, burn down, burning down orphanages, houses, buildings, just anything that uh, involves like wartime slaughter. Hmm. Maybe even. Killing a man the mercenary can't be worked with because they had a dispute over a beer by just gouging both his thumbs into his throat and ripping it apart. What about you? Was, was, the, was the beer worth it? It's the only way he gets by. Okay, <laughs> masturbating. What's up? You encounter a mirror that reflects back all your past wrongdoings. What do you see when you look in the mirror? Al, it's really fuzzy, and just the one guy that he killed. Few whole lot of orange cunts. Whole, whole lot of orange cunts. He fucked a whole lot of orange cunts. After he killed him. Buh! Buh! After and before. Few is a crippling necrophile. I'm not okay with that. Let's, this, what's the line we're, it's a line we're drawing here in the sand. I don't give a fuck, you dry, dry skin. You have a Pulaweka. I know, and it's bigger than yours. <laughs> I hope it is. It's an old fucking tractive system. You lay eggs. <laughs> Just mad that you can't. Not <laughs> there. Fuck. I'll lay somebody some chest here pretty soon. Fucking get some top like that. What? You gotta make me act up, boy. <laughs> Can you blame a man? <laughs> Can you blame a man? Alright. Mr. Mr. Erickson. Leif Erickson. Leif Erickson, America's actual founder. So. <laughs> the hate Americans. America's actual. I'm just saying. Evidence suggests that the Hebrews were here a long time ago and the Vikings before that. So, anyway. Um, and who says that? The G- Go ahead. Have you seen his wallet? Yeah. It's a pocket for us. Anyway, um, no. Looking in all you know, past wrongdoings, Mordecai would just see all the people that he's like, been a dick to. Um, would probably see, you know, Leaving that one dude or two dudes or ten dudes or however many it was to save his own skin. Forty-five dudes. Could be. Who knows? Forty-five thousand. I love the feeling of five guys. Um, Kathleen. Kathleen would see the four hundred people that she left on the beach to be killed by the gargoyles, and that would not be a fun fucking time. That would be rough. <sighs> okay, I can't think about this. We'll go to our next question. Um, so you're walking through a dungeon. No, but go ahead. And all of a sudden you see a lever on a wall. 
and there's a, a like a plaque next to the lever that says do not pull what do you do i channel my inner crunk pull the lever crunk okay. landry what's up you're walking through a dungeon and on the wall there is a lever and next to it there's a sign that says do not pull what do you do bear the incapability of reading would pull the lever Jesus Christ. What would you, Mr. Perfect, not pull the lever? Well, because it says don't pull it, but both of, my both of my characters would be like, fuck, I really want to know what happens. Yeah, you're so naive like, Kathleen would be Ka like, yeah, Kathleen I can wait like, whatever happens. Oh, I'll just feel the damage. Yeah, I was yeah. like, you would be like, yeah, I can feel it. Yeah, and Mordecai, I that. Mordecai would be like, Mordecai what if I could like, trick it and you lead on the, the yeah. lever? <laughs> oh, I didn't pull it. I didn't pull it. Fucking I pushed it, see? <laughs> I just think about that so whenever I was trying to get into the lockbox, and I was like, so you're just going to electrocute all the water around you? Yeah. I've never seen anybody die from shock and grasp. I'll just feel the damage. Yeah, it's a good thing you I say that, so, like, playing COD or whatever, like, I don't know, throw a riot shield on my back or whatever. I'm like, yeah, I'll just feel the damage. It's fine. <laughs> or no, it was Bioshock. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because, because, no, you were here. Because I jumped up on top of the little yeah. couch. I was like, I'll just feel the damage. Fucking... <laughs> Raiders of, Raiders of the Ark, it just, just like, like pulls really quickly to see what happens. <laughs> God damn it. Whew. So you pulled the lever. That's like the next question in the book is like, if you pulled the lever, what happened? You cheeky cunt, I knew you were going to pull the lever. What happened? That's for the demon to say. The goofy goober in me wants to say nothing, but... The goofy goober in me. Um... Bucket opens a secret door full of more levers until you have to pull them. And that's not the goofy goober in him. <laughs> this is the fucking existentialist in me. Um, I'll paint off a scene. The lever is pulled in. There's an iron gate, uh, full solid wrought iron. Uh, it's brought up. <laughs> full what? Wrought iron. Iron? That's how I say it. I heard iron. Iron. Yeah, I say it like that. Okay. Um, I'm sorry. Um, I do have a little bit father in me. Uh, so I do I do spell gray, G-R-E-E-Y. That's fine. I do that too most of the time. Yeah. Um, so I pull up the... <laughs> so, so the wrought iron door is uh, pulled up, and I, I walk in into a solid stone casing room with some pores sticking out. There's a lever that says, do not fool bear not be able to read it, not see any other way through, pulls the lever, and then the wrought iron door closes, and sand begins to pour through the, through the holes, and so sand begins to build up, and it's actually the way out, interestingly enough, because you have to not get crushed by the sand, but find a way to swim on top of the sand to uh, the second level, and climb up to a door. That was wild start to finish. DM. DM. <laughs> Uh, I, uh, I'd pull the lever and then, I don't know, like, I'd hear, like, a printer running and it would just pop a little piece of paper out of a slit in the wall and be like, asshole, this was a litmus test and you failed. <laughs> is that the goofy gooby in you or is it the non-goofy gooby? I don't have an answer, because I wouldn't want to pull the lever, but I agree with Nate, it's kind of up to DM discretion. Yeah, that's what I was saying, is DM's decide, and since I'm DM mostly, I just... Alright, here's another one. Okay, your your hometown is set ablaze, or since you're underwater, there's some 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 unavoidable catastrophes in nature. Underwater, a fucking earthquake. Yeah, an earthquake. Your town is set ablaze, or you know whatever. 
You can only save one building, the library, the bank, or the orphanage. Which do you save and why? Well, there's no real currency under, under there. Um, fuck them kids. And books don't survive underwater. Try again, asshole. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, fuck you. I don't know. I'm not going to chance this one. Landry? It's fair. They wouldn't have any of that in society. Yeah, dude. His, uh, his is oral tradition, so there's no library. There's no library. Orphanage, that's just weak. Okay, so, so, okay, so adapted for your culture. The equivalent of a library. Or... So, so it would be like the shaman's hut with a shaman in it. Yeah. An orphanage would just be the ho- a house, like, our, like a townhouse where we have all the people live in yeah. because, uh, because, or like, a large gathering of people, so like there's some individual huts, but everybody, most people live in this singular hut. And bank, um, I think we would semi have a bank, but then we mainly be the chieftain's probably hall itself. Like, like a food storage place or something. Maybe, yeah, maybe a food storage place. Uh, but I mean, also, you know, still, yeah, a tannery place. So they can, you know, store food, make tan hides, and sell that to the people to make money. Uh, so they can purchase the land eventually. Um, uh, bear would probably save the house with the people in it. Reason why, more people means more ability to get more food, and the more ability to get more food means they can rebuild that. The shaman, the shaman is powerful enough to either A, he dies, so he was not powerful enough to save himself. Or B, he'll save himself because he's powerful. Or he'll save himself he's powerful. Yeah. And Bear becomes the shaman of his tribe, and then they all die off anyway, so. That's why he gets druidic powers. Kathleen would probably save the library, and Mordecai would probably save the bank. I feel like that's just indicative of their characters. Uh, so fuck them kids. That's what it boils down to. But Kathleen would feel terrible about not getting to the orphanage, because she knows that the library is more important. Yeah, I feel, I feel like we've... It says you can only save one, but you save one and definitely try to save the other. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. So we can fucking die trying to save the other. When it's it's like like Kathleen would for sure save the library and then she would sprint to the orphanage to try and save it. And Mordecai would like definitely save the bank and then he would sprint to the orphanage to try and save it. Yeah. Like Kathleen does not give a shit about the bank and Mordecai does not give a shit about the library. Mm. Um, okay. You've been struck by a curse that captures your greatest personality flaw in a physical deformity. How does your flaw manifest itself? That's tough. Mother. I kind of have one, so I can go first if you'd like. Go ahead. So Kathleen, you know, she's she's very, you know, naive and young and everything. So I would honestly say Kathleen would end up being blind. Just because she... Blind the world around her. Yeah, she's blind. She's somewhat impulsive. She doesn't really take a whole lot, you know, to think things through. She's very quick to anger and everything. So, you know, that, that, that blinds you in the moments that you don't need to be blinded. So I honestly feel like Kathleen would be blind if she was struck with this curse. Andrew Godard, I can't think. Barrett's greatest flaw is probably his rage um, towards Alex specifically. Um, his outrage towards them. Um, that or maybe his, you know, it's traumatizing his past uh, with PTSD and shit like that. That but even is, that stems from elves. Yeah, and again, that, yeah, I was about to say, and so, so it's probably his blinding rage to elves. How that would manifest as a, as a physical trait be kind of a, I don't really I feel like it almost kind of has already like anytime he sees an elf or hears the word elves or anything like he like snaps almost yeah so I mean kind of yeah so kind of could be like something like that but I was thinking more of like like he would take on 
an actual like a physical attribute yeah. like permanently. Oh well, yeah, that, that's what it asks. But. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so he probably it probably if we, we accept that, that his snapping and his just overall disgruntled when he sees hears even the word elf, I mean yeah that could be that could be it. Uh, but if we don't accept that, um, I don't I just honestly don't know. Pointy ears maybe. Well, it's not because you're not taking an aspect of of what you're hating. You're taking an aspect of that. You're taking, you're taking an aspect of you that the character flaw on you. Yeah. yeah. And so his flaw is that he hates the specific race. So he had elf hater tattooed to his chest or some shit like that. <laughs> elf killer. Uh, some. And you know, not call that a deformity. Yeah, and you know, to be fair, his axe's name is Elf Spain, and it has that engraved in on it. And it literally does more damage to elves. I literally just imagined Bear as the fucking neo-Nazi from American History X. Just put your teeth in the curb as an axe to his neck. Put your teeth in the curb. Great oh, fucking fuck. film. I've yet to watch it. I just I know that scene. Love that movie. I need to watch it. I it's just know it's fuck off. so fucking. Good. It's really fucking good. It's one of the because yes, it starts off that terrible kind of thing, but like it doesn't end that. It's fucking sad. Yeah, it's fucking really? sad, though. Yeah. It's a good fucking poo. Yeah. I was going to say film, and then tried to say movie, and then just said foo. It's a good fucking poo. <laughs> All right, foo. All right. All right, foo. And this is the one thing I'm not letting the foo fight. <laughs> <laughs> what the world would look like if the foo was let out. <laughs> it's a destroyed, decrepit world. I love the, the, the crusade knows no bounds, and it's the night underwater, but it's the foo fighters. The foo. <laughs> There's one that's like it's like gobs, who, uh, Bart, and then it's like it's like so it's like all Thanos's armies, and then it goes to Captain Americans, Gobstoppers, Foo Fighters, Bart and bartenders. I've never seen that. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> bartenders, yeah, bartenders. <laughs> Gobstoppers is what I got me. Okay, I think Thieves would be uh, you no, know, he hates. Cunts of the warm colored variety, just like a patch of him would turn orange, yellow, or red. That would turn super not warm colors, because it just shows you're so to hate or hatred of it. You're you separating turn, yourself oh, yeah. so much. So yeah. he would turn black. Yeah. Okay. Black tritons don't exist. Oh really? Hmm. That's because that's uh, they're either a you haven't seen them or b they don't exist. So your hatred could manifest itself, and you could ascend to something differently mm. entirely. Or I ascend to something literally a fish neo-Nazi. Yeah, literally. Because I don't like this. I don't like that I don't either. Like either. Well, that's why. That's why you're not that. Okay. Because yeah, I would have said you also, a fish holocaust. Well, yeah, because you also know it's a flaw at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Next question. I'm uncomfortable talking about neo-Nazis in our party. You must infiltrate an esteemed secret society in order to gain valuable information for your quest. Describe your character's disguise or alter ego. Are you successful? And now, I bring this up, not not because... Go ahead. I was going to say, now that my character's character can really be sneaky. Okay, I was like... Sore thumbs. You seem to have a lot going on there. Um, but... No, and I, I bring this up less to ask the question and more just to remark upon the fact that I literally had a Perry the Platypus moment. Whenever we were in the Silver Hand fighting den, and he was the old man was like, "Oh, we gotta get out of here!" And I was standing over him, and I like ripped the ripped the, the this guy's off, and he was like, "Ah, Perry, <laughs> <laughs> Perry the 
platypus? No, what's a platypus? Do you have a Bury the platypus, you're a platypus! Bury the platypus! Yeah, that fucking, I saw him, he was like, forget about it, but he just takes the belt off. A platypus, bury the platypus! <laughs> this man is a doctor! <laughs> hey, we gotta get out of here. <laughs> Whoa! Ah, fucking... You just put on a fedora. Oh no! My first thought was the fucking... The snake costume. <laughs> oh, fuck. Have we talked about that? I know I referenced it and... Gunner was like, the wrong campaign. I was like, it was a joke. So oh, I fucking hate you. <laughs> okay, so uh, tells. little bit, little bit of background information, because like you know, like we've specified, this is the third attempt to get pirate campaign off the ground. Um, our second attempt, we uh, we uh, had gone to an island, and it was this island had been not necessarily taken over or overrun per se, but was completely populated by this the, these snake men or this race of snake people. And looking, you know, around at the architecture of the temples and everything, something else obviously lived here, and then these snake men moved in at some point after. But they were the primary uh, residents of the island. So we were trying to sneak into the temple, which was in the center of their established town. And in our little hamster brains, it made sense to disguise ourselves as snake people and go in. But I was, I, Eric, was the only one that didn't have a way to, like, magically disguise myself or something. So... One of the snake people that we had killed prior, we went to his body, we cut his head off, we and we, we then think like the snake man from Dark Souls, you know, they got the real big long neck, and so we cut his head off at the shoulder, we hollowed out the base of his neck and cut two eye holes in his neck, and then painted me to look like a snake man, and I slid this snake's head over my head, so I was looking out of the little eye holes in the fucking neck. It was a great fucking time. Late, we had a fight later on at the end of, you know, that episode. Or, I say that episode, we weren't recording at that time. But we had a fight at the end of that session, and so I whipped the snake head off and shoved my arm up through the neck into the mouth and gunned let me use it as an improvised weapon. And so I had, like, extra damage with the teeth. It was a good fucking time. After revealing, like, Gunner, I swear to God, the little snake head comes up to me and says, Daddy, I'm quitting. <laughs> Fuck. Fucking weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> It was funny shit too Cause like I'm, I'm just imagining me walking around I can barely see and the heads flopping left and right And all kinds of shit And then it started to rain and the paint started to come off And well there you go Then we went to the temple right? Yeah. Yes That's where fucking We set Thurisdun free <laughs> Or we were on the way to doing it We're like Snip snap we've already done half of this track <laughs> They were like, snip, snap, we're done with this crap, and we left. Never came back. Okay, here's a good one. You are granted one wish, but it must be a wish you make for someone else. Who is that person, and what is the wish? Al wishes that... The war never ended. <laughs> that's... That's pretty deep, though. Because if the war didn't ever end, Al would still have a purpose. And he would have actually gotten to live to see out the purpose he was created for. Because you said yourself, he was created at the end of the war, so he didn't see much. Yeah, because blood and death don't affect you that much. Because, well, you might not understand the concept of it, you just, in order to be you do, you just, oh, that, that's, that's what your goal is. That's your life. I'm going to say I hope that fucking Mordecai finds peace because of our fucking conversation we had. He really? finds that bitch. I've thought about that a lot. Hmm. I'm the only characters that 
Al is close to is Mordecai after that and Bear. He's indifferent on the rest of everybody else's existence. That's interesting. Okay, Leonard? Grant a wish, but it has to be for somebody else. All right, well, he was going to say Mordecai. He said Mordecai. I was going to say Mordecai. You can still say Mordecai. But Mordecai I, don't, I have an idea. Vanaxis, get over yourself, Con. That's my wish. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Vanaxis is Justin, right? Yeah, Vanaxis is Justin. <laughs> Jesus what is, I forget what. He hisses. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, he steals things with his tail. Edgy, edgy boy. One wish, but it must be. Get over yourself, Con. No, really. no, probably for Mordecai to fuck, be happy. Damn. I didn't mean to be that sad of a boy. Jesus Christ. Mordecai no, is the personification of that meme of fucking Blue's Clues. I want to drink myself today. That's what I want to do, Steve. <laughs> no, it's, it's because... It's because Bear... Well, yes, he does like the group. It's just that... Thu... Or no, Thu doesn't exist. Al, he's like... He doesn't know what Al wants, really. Because they, they did talk a little bit. But, I mean... Al's still kind of an enigma. And he also doesn't... He, He's a greater stand-up. He's more comprehensive. His body is more comprehensive knowledge than yeah. Bear has in his mind. <laughs> he doesn't understand why swords are moving and talking. Yeah, he's just like, you know, gears, mechanicals. Yeah. doesn't know that. But you know, magic and the way nature works and stuff like that, that's what he gets. Because he's wise. You know, I'm he's, the only non-magical character. Yeah. It's... And so he's, if you were even casting spells, he might understand you a little more. He's like, oh, it's magic. It's the way the world, something's... But he's just sword fighting, so he's just like... Ha ha, funny sword man go burr. He's just, he's just funny like... Funny sword man go... Yeehaw! <laughs> funny sword man go... No, he can talk. He's a cowboy. And in my no, head, because, he has... No, because you said that your your body isn't like a whir whenever it's like operating. It's just kind of like a tap. Yeah, it's like white noise. Unless I have to think that it's like a PS4. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> seven twenty-seven. Vanaxis. Uh, the the only time he's trying to get with close to Vanaxis, she punches him, and she stabbed him once. Uh, so I that she stabbed him. Yeah, because because I pushed her, because I pushed her out of the way of something, and she so she stabbed me. Uh, and so yeah, it's because you know little horn. What have, have you guys been like? Squishing my can. I didn't want to make eye contact, and I just went <laughs> like I made eye contact. Yeah. So I throw those flags in the beginning of the se- of the last segment. I don't remember you touching the key. How much have I had to drink over the past week? Jesus Christ. Enough. <laughs> enough to forget a whole uh, day. Not enough. Anyway. <laughs> um, Bear doesn't really know you know Benactus that well because every time he's trying to get close to her, I mean yes he touches her horns, but that's because. Personal boundaries are still mm-hmm. kind of like a weird thing for him. Like, because, you know, tribal life, you live very close to the to people. And you shit very close to where you eat. It's the only thing worse in your life is you know that you don't shit in the same place you eat. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it used to be, you know, you, you kill a deer, you run on it, you eat the deer. You don't just cook it. You don't make it, prepare it. You mean, you skin it, but then you eat it. Because the pelts can be sold. And then the bones can be used. And, you know, it's very... You know, you know, kind of Indian style tribe like, uh, or old tribal like, you know. So, so you could cook it, but that would be for like a feast or something like that. Yeah. And so you just piss and shit where you eat. You can like literally they have festivals where they dance and they literally dance and piss where they're dancing because that's his tribal life. And the only reason why he doesn't do that now is because the mercenary like taught him some civilization. 
as much as mercenaries can. Yeah. Like, I'm not talking like, oh, we're high type. A golden batch of the golden company of mercenaries. You just know you don't shit where you eat. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, it's like beer is good. Don't shit where you eat. Sometimes you, use a fucking fork. Yeah. If you kill something, good. good. That's what we look for. <laughs> you know, we're not fork mercenaries. We're bad mercenaries. We're the, you know, we're the one that gets shit done in the yeah. trenches. Mercenaries, so. And then, um, Gorp. He might wish for a new cave for Gorp, but we just got that. So he doesn't understand. So he would be like, all right, he's all satisfied with this new cave. Because he also doesn't know Gorp's intentions and the ideas. So Mordecai, he doesn't know what to say Mordecai, but he sees Mordecai not as like outcasting himself, but nef- definitely not as enjoying himself as everybody else. Well, well, it's, I don't know if, again, I don't know if we were on recording or if I had said it, you know, between segments or if it was just to you or whatever, but like, I think, I think it was when you and I were just going through this, like Mordecai needs to be strong enough, like the way that Mordecai sees it, Mordecai needs to be strong enough to be the happy one when no one else can be. Yes. Did we have that conversation? Yeah, we had the conversation. Yeah, it was like, it was like you know, if, if everybody's down because something happened, Mordecai sees it as his own personal burden, for lack of a better word, to step in and be the one that, you know, makes the joke to, you know, get everybody to kind of stop feeling so bad or, you know, something like that. He sees it on himself to be, to make everybody else happy for that. Yeah. So, if I, if I could do it for, yeah, it'd probably be Mordecai to be happy. Because if it wasn't for Mordecai to be happy, because if we didn't just get a new ship, it'd be for Gorp to get a new ship, because he knows that would make everybody more happy. And if it wasn't if it wasn't that, then it would probably be for my friend over here, Al, to be free, truly free, because he because he want because at the same time he wants Al, he likes Al, and he, if he has his little, he also knows Al can't do the same things as he wants him to do, like he can't eat, he can't you know sleep, and so he you know. You know, here pretty soon, Bear's gonna be like, want to take Al like hunting and do things like in the wild, things that Al's probably never done before. You know, because Al's never done it before. I like that a lot. Yeah, so it's gonna be like, you know, if Bear pulls a javelin and hunt, we're hunting boars, you know, shit like that, or a deer, you pull a bow and arrow out, and, you know. Like a fucked up version of Tim and Moby. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. You're just like, do it. and you know, gonna try to teach you how to skin an animal because you've never skinned an animal before. I didn't know that I... What? You forgot you knew what Tim and Moby were? Oh my god! <laughs> You're right there. Oh! I know I say this a lot, you know. Oh, there's memories I didn't know I had. There's memories I didn't know I had. Nate, I went from remembering, like, nothing about middle school to remembering just a little bit more about middle school just now. Yeah, Tim, I just remember because I saw some fucking... Here you go. This like, is too oh! <laughs> What is it? The gay porn? It's the gay porn, goddamn it! <laughs> Every time I hear Tim and Moby, that's the first thing. I think thing of the knows. gay shit, too. Yeah. yeah. It got more popular than the actual show. Yeah. Tim and Moby are how I learned about Bob Dylan. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? They're like in my show, I was like, alright, watch some Tim and Moby videos. You can choose them like, Bob Dylan, my grandma likes him. I learned all about him. What the fuck, dude? Tim and Moby, fucking Whitney Houston, a lot of musical ones. I don't know, I was drawn there. Okay. We watched that shit in school, dude. Yeah, really bad animation. And really bad animation. Learned a lot, though. Yeah, I mean. Biology. I remember specifically for biology, we'd watch it. Hmm. In chemistry and shit like that. We used to math. 
I thought they only did history, motherfucker, dude. No, they did science, history. It, it was basically Crash Course, but Crash Course was cool, honestly. I think Tim Mobier is cooler than John Green. Yeah, I said it. T- fucking John Green is why I say it's a metaphor. I'm John Green. He literally you're, is you're John Green. You're why I say it's a metaphor. After we get down, he's getting out of him. <laughs> I wrote the Fulton to our stars. Oh, see, I, I like John Green. I haven't read all of his stuff. Like, I read Looking for Alaska. Thoroughly enjoyed it. I, knew, I knew that I wasn't going to like Fault in Our Stars, so I didn't read it. Crazy concept. Honestly, I thought I was going to like it. Watched the movie, then read the book afterwards. It was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, see, I just... I didn't read the book. I watched the movie. I liked it. I liked the movie. Yeah. See, I... Uh, Search for Alaska. And then the new one that's like Paper Trail or something like that. Yeah, Paper... Uh, paper Airplane? Paper, paper Town? Paper Town. Paper, paper, paper Town. Paper Yeah, that one looks pretty good. Because that one's just about a guy like basically just kind of like leaving his hometown because yeah. he's trying to be something he's not. Well, because what else did he wrote? Fault in Our Stars, Looking for Alaska, Paper Towns, and Abundance of Catherines. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He wrote a few of those. Or yeah. all of them. He wrote a few more. But I don't know. Like Looking for Alaska, I love that book. What's it about? Basically, kid he goes off to like a like a like a boarding school, you know, for high school. He's out, you know, kind of been you know a good kid his whole life, whatever, and he meets up with some. You know, he makes friends there. One of the friends, her name is Alaska, and she's basically, you know, she's free-spirited, you know, basically everything that he wants to be, and so he, like, falls in love with her. But, um, I don't know. You know, one thing leads to another, and she ends up dying. And it was, He likes killing teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, trauma, trauma in his past. Yeah. But yeah. she dies in a car crash, and so, you know, him and his, bed, his roommate, um, you know, they're all trying to figure out just exactly what you know was it a suicide was it an accident was she drunk you know yeah trying to figure out what happened it's it's just really good it's really good yeah paper towns is the what guy falls in love with a girl uh he's unhappy with himself but she's everything that he wants to be basically you know adventurous free spirit he falls in love with her but she just fucking dips one day and so he's searching all these towns trying to find her like you know, so it's just him trying to find who he is while he's trying to find her then like he finds her and he doesn't he finds her like we weren't loved ever I know I need like, to read that book but I cannot do that right now yeah it's just like fuck dude it's pretty sad one of my one of my favorite lines in all of in the, this, this is how much it resonates with me one of my favorite lines in all of literature holy shit is from looking for Alaska they're tough because they're they have to sneak away into the woods uh, by a creek to smoke their cigarettes and uh Alaska finishes one stupid quick, and so I think his name is the Colonel. He's like, "Wow, you know, you finished it so quick, or whatever." And she's like, and she says, "That's the difference between you and me. You smoke to enjoy it. I smoke to die." And the chapter ends. I was like, <laughs> "Kind of French, not gonna lie." Um, one more before we wrap it up. Wrap, um, let's see. Wrap up the segment. We're not done yet. A Just village of go- a village of goblins has captured you and tied you above a roiling cauldron of soup. As they lower you with glee, what pleading speech do you make for them to free you? As Owl, I'll pull a three, I'll just pull a fucking 3PO and start speaking their language. Oh, all right, that's fair. Fair. Speak animal, animal speak. I have a question for Goblin God. Why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Um, question for Goblin God. Bear's not banned for speeches, so he either A, 
do animal speak and talk to the animals nearby, and hopefully Max would be close enough and free enough to help. If he sees Max is trying up, then he would do is turn into a beluga whale. Started with an alien. <laughs> he would uh, he would uh, fucking do his druid wild shape and turn into a fucking beluga whale. Knock everything over. Then maybe break half the town. Swan back up. The stew would be broken over. His fire would maybe burn a little bit of his wellish back at one point. He's now probably fine because it doesn't affect the hit points of him. So he's just like, hmm, all right, and then start slaughtering. Goddamn. In a second, bitch. Oh, you have an answer. Kathleen would probably just, you know, she would just sit there and just plead and plead and plead. No, please, I can shoot magic. I can please, light. Mr. Goblin, you're hurting me. Please, Mr. Don't want surprise. Oh, I, I hate all of you. Let's see. All right, Nate, find our next question for us, please. Reagan and Bush, Reagan and Bush. These are the words that bring me the kush. Let's see what we got. Ah, uh, it's too late. <laughs> You never heard that before. That's beautiful. I never heard something so beautiful in my life. Say it again for me. Rick and Bush, Rick and Bush. These are the words that bring me the kush. Bring me the kush, dude. You've never heard me say that, not once. I feel like I said it a lot. No. It's from Filthy Frank. It's from Filthy Frank or Idubs. I I believe it's from Filthy Frank. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Francis of the Filth. No, that's every time I smoke the Kush, I let the flames burn like George Bush. Yeah, yeah. Reagan yeah. And Bush is from Batman Moxie when he gets a Reagan and Bush shirt. Yep, yeah, that's right. God damn. They're fucking. Jesus Christ. They're geniuses, dude. I'm gay. <laughs> I have osteoporosis. Oh, this is going oh, like, There's a lot of good ones, but there's a lot of ones that are like hard. Your conscience is an actual voice in your head that speaks to you. What or who does it sound like, and what does it say to you? Okay, so for Kathleen, her conscience probably sounds like Richard. Um, I don't know, and it, it, I don't know. It basically would tell her, you know, you know, what would Manon do? You know, things like that, you know, live your life this way, but also find that goddamn temple. Fair? Sounds like the old druid. Uh, that taught him the old shamans to try that we saw. Either that, or it sounded like his old mercenary sergeant leader. Okay. Hmm. That's interesting. Hmm. Because his, the mercenary sergeant leader, who is the most direct contact with authority, it's who young authority, because he matured with the tribe, and of course with the tribal shaman and the tribal chief, they both had a big authority over him. But, you know, age 10, uh, from age 12 to age 20, I think, uh, he's about 20, so about eight, seven years, he served with this man. So he'd be more of a father figure than most of the most other men have. And, you know, but his, you know, Bear's father doesn't really know him because, again, it's kind of, kind of like, just kind of, you know, you fuck. Yeah. And, know, a, and a baby pops out. I know it's kind of insensitive, but fucking, which movie is it where he's like, oh, fucking Finding Nemo. I never knew my, my father. Fucking <laughs> shark. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. For you, it would probably be like a an old witch doctor man, like fucking mentor figure. 
You're the prick in my balls, here, too. <laughs> like fucking uh, the old man from Oxygen Hunger Force. God damn it, dude, why are you doing me like this? God damn it, dude, why are you doing me like this? Fucking Get off my goddamn yard. Go away from my house. For Al, just, just be a fucking goober. I'd like to think it's either a text-to-speech voice or <laughs> the fucking Microsoft. Yes. <laughs> the fuck, like the one that Gunner does? Microsoft Sam. Sam. Yeah, Sam. Alright, whatever. Let's go next. Later. Serious plan. For the past couple of days, I really feel like I like had a profound thought that you would thoroughly enjoy, and I can't remember what it was. I hate that. I don't remember going to tell you guys when I was driving here. When I was, on, when I was delivering today, I was delivering down this road that kind of goes down at an angle like that. And I was going this way, and somebody was coming up. And have you ever seen people mount their bikes, like their bikes, right up on top of their car? Yes. And I was driving, and I just saw a bike with nobody riding it coming up. And, <laughs> and I flipped the fuck out until I saw the car. I was like, who could you imagine? <laughs> and I just wanted to tell you guys that. It's, it's not the headless horseman. It's the, it's the manless horseman. <laughs> the manless bike man. Manless bike man. <laughs> Lance Armstrong's coming back. Whenever you struggle to make an important decision, you flip a coin, and it shows you the right path. Describe the markings of both sides of the coin, and how you came to have it. Hmm. That's a good one. That is really good. Fuck me. Uh... Damn, that's a good one. I know, I read one, I was like, eh. Oh, hey. <laughs> um, so we're on Mordecai, because I feel like Mordecai would be the character that would flip a coin to make a decision. So what does it describe both sides of the coin and where you got it? Mm-hmm. Describe the markings on both sides of the coin and how you came to have it. Do you got one, Eric? I got one. For few, it would be like a sand dollar, where you know it's just like a standard sand dollar, but on one half it's just like an X, and the other half it's the little like notches on it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how which one I'd choose for heads or tails, but it's the first thing he picked up when he came to land for the first time. For Al. Probably a bottle cap, because when he was basically a fucking rock and sucking robot, he worked in a, it was in a bar, in like a pub, for people to watch. So I guess the bottle cap would be the best. Bottles don't exist. I'm a fucking retard. Yeah, dude. Really? I just imagine everything was on tap. I don't know much about the economy of our fucking pirate. It'd be more of like a course than a, a, a bottle cap, but even then. I'm sure there's things that are similar. Because... Yeah. Because because this is a highly sailing campaign, so this is the time where, because because bottle caps were invented for like sailing stuff. Really, it was yeah, mainly like, it was mainly like wax bottle caps rather than your metallic ones currently. But it was more of a wax with um steel and steel embedded inside of it, like steel threads. Yeah, steel threads. Wait, keep going there. Yeah. Okay. So like yeah. So. Um. Mordecai's. Okay, what are those, uh, they're about this big, and it's, it's not like a harmonica, it's like a pitch finder, you know what I'm talking about? Like you blow into it for a pitch, and people use it to sing, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about. I just don't know the name of it. It'd probably be one of those, and I don't know what would be on either side. I mean, it'd be highly decorated, and Mordecai definitely didn't pay for it. <laughs> I don't know what would be on it, but it would probably be one of those. Do you have an answer? Yeah. Um, bears would be um, from a coin that was like this. 
Yeah. Like, when I think of a pitch, I think of a little flute thing. Yeah, bears would be from a coin that the sergeant flipped at him. Uh, the first coin he ever earned from the sergeant. And it would have it'd be a fake coin because sergeant's cheap. Um, so it would have like his face on one side and then like like two cross swords for the, for the mercenary band on the other side. And it'd be kind of scruffed up and scratched up because it's seen, it's probably gone through more hands than just yeah. the sergeants. And possibly, you know, maybe he's taken from a few corpses. You know, the failed, failed cadets. Kathleen's would probably be a coin that she found while exploring like a shipwreck or something. And it's from, you know, an empire ages past or whatever, because the boat sank, you know, umpteen years ago. So it'd probably just be a, a coin that, you know, no longer has a place in the modern economy. Um, no empires have ever fallen to my... <laughs> you know what I mean. I know, I'm making a joke. I'm being cocky ass. So. Cocky ass. That was a good one. I like that one a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's a close book. Um, actually, there's no metallic currency in my... In my, in my game, we, we trade in... Forces. <laughs> He'd start with one dollar every time. I think so. <laughs> no, he's a woman. He wouldn't. Yo, that's that'd be a lot of poor people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, half the world. <laughs> and then, I mean, at one point in your life, you got to trade your one piece of currency for something. I mean, a man's got to eat. <laughs> man, man, fucking that was where Red Dead Redemption. We in the first one, when you come across a cannibal. It's not oh, like, yeah. He's like, this bastard shot me in the leg. And so you go find the bastard shot in the leg, you tie him up, and he's like, oh, thank you, mister. And you're, he's about, he's like, no, this man's a cat. Yeah, and then he just goes to fucking town right in front of you. Yeah, if you don't kill him, like, I typically kill him and set the guy free. But he's like, he's like, like, oh, he's he's like, it's a cat. He's like, oh, what a man's gotta eat. <laughs> he's walking towards him, like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I remember the fuck, one of the first times that I was playing Red Dead, I was at my dad's house. Um, I'm Herbert Moon. Because he was, he was up with my grandmother at the time. And so, you know, we'd go over there for our weekends or whatever. So we were staying with my grandmother. I was playing it in the living room. And they were all just kind of watching. And uh, it's the it's the one where you have to go to, like, the little shack and get, like, the water rights or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so you have to kill the guy and then get the stuff. Or you're not supposed to kill him, but you can so I killed him and I got the stuff, but it was like, you know, late at night or something. So and, um, that was whenever my dad had told me about the, you know, the six hour cycle. You know, whenever you sleep, it puts you ahead six hours. That was like the first time that I had run into like time mattering in a game. Mm. So I was like, oh, it's getting dark. And so I went to sleep. And so my dad was like, you really just killed the man and then slept in his bed? What the heck, Eric? And my grandmother from the kitchen was like, was his wife there? And I was like, <laughs> 13 years old. I was like, what? And my dad was like, Jesus. I love your grandma. I'm sure she, met her. she is great. She is absolutely great. Uh, one of my favorite memories from fucking uh. She asks about you sometimes. Yo, that's weird that people I don't know ask about my existence. Just goes to show you how how much of a staple you've been in my life. That's really gay, but I and how, much, how much how much people care about you. People care about you, Nate. Don't make don't. I don't have time. Like he's gonna poor dad, David. Good. You don't need it. We care about you. That's why we took it Sometimes I gotta open mail and I don't feel like grabbing a knife from the kitchen. Fuck you. We got you let's go. We died three years ago. <laughs> Just in a random apartment. <laughs> it's like a, no, it's like a construction site for an apartment. Each year, you celebrate a specific holiday with your people. Describe the customs and rituals of this holiday. Whom does it honor and what does it mean to you? Neither of my characters have people. They have people. They just 
One of them is dead. So what do you do before they die? Maybe they worship Manon as well, or a different Ishtai, because Manon is the god of the sea, and the, at least the humans observation. In, it could be more of a... In my head canon, all tritons are strict agnostics, as in they're very unsure how they got there. And then uh, Al doesn't know anybody, per se, besides the guy that took him in and turned him off, and these blokes he's hanging around with. Uh, bear, fucking tribe, there's gotta hunt, they dance. They hunt, and they do a big hunt, like, three moons before. They do basically three, day, three days of big hunting, and saving up uh, food and stuff like that. Uh, three, three moons wide. Then they eat, and drink, and sleep, and dance. And they shit and piss when they dance, and they basically pass out wherever they're fucking dancing at. And whoever stays up the latest, basically of dancing, gets to be a uh, gets to have a turn of the chief's wife. That's my kind of fucking holiday. That I want you to fucking. I want to join. <laughs> it's basically just a giant rave. I just imagine the fucking meme of the bears like dancing in the fucking while uh, sweet dreams are made of this place. Yeah, and then he also gets the first pick of food before everybody else wakes up. So, so it's it's profitable to be the last man dancing. Nice. That's a. Yeah, because chief's the only person allowed to take a wife. The rest of them are not allowed to take wives. Like they're allowed to have sex and have children. But they're not allowed to be monogamous. My wife. So they have to be polyamorous, but the chief's the only one who's like, my seed is the strongest because I'm chief, so it has to be insured. So I have this is this person's mine and mine alone. And basically, this gives people a chance to show that they're stronger, at least in a ritualistic sense, so they can have their children be next chief. So their genes are stronger. So the chief does participate in the dancing. What what have what have you? Um, that was just straight from the head. I <laughs> that's I like that a lot. Well, we could run with some sort of like like citywide festival that you know Mordecai partook in whenever he was growing up and everything. Um, uh, there could be like a like a like a nautical holiday, you know, to Manon or something that Kathleen does. But I might take a cop out here and say that um, when the Adventurers Guild. When we defeat the dragon, whether it's, you know, Orion or not, when we defeat the dragon, I feel like that's a day that's going to go down in history. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, you know, we as a group, uh, you know, at, at that point, I mean, we as a family, we would so we would celebrate it. And for years to come, you know, hey, it's been, hey, it's been 20 years today since. Fuck, let's throw a rager. You know? Absolute rager. That's absolute fucking man, lad. That's, 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 that's what I'm going to be. Question is, what the fuck would a triton eat? Holy other fish. Fish. Because you're not, because you're not, like, you're not a fish. So it's not cannibalism. Yeah. It's like, it's like a lichen throat. Like, it's, the werewolf is not a person, so he does, when he eats a man, it's not cannibalism. You are not a fish. You are a man. But you have these fish-like aspects. So it'd be like a human eating a monkey. Kind of, yeah. But see, that's the thing. Like that. This isn't as a human. I don't like that. But this, see, that's the thing. We are cult. We are cultured enough. It's our culture that we don't eat monkeys. People in places where they, 
monkeys are readily available, and a hunted food source, it's culturally acceptable to do that. As a fish person, what else do you eat? You are more man than you are fish. So if you ate a person, some eyes would kind of be shot your way, but we could chalk it up to you being part fish. But eating a fish is okay because you are more man than fish. Yeah, and also, like, what other food sources are in the sea? I don't think kelp and seaweed, which I'm pretty sure are the same thing. I don't know much about fucking sea life, if I'm being honest. <laughs> Nautical life. I'm a fucking marine biologist, Karen. Jesus. I'm a doctor, not a marine biologist, damn it. <laughs> damn no, so yeah, damn Jackie, yeah, I can't control the wood. Anyway. Well, yeah, if you, if you ate like that stuff, you probably wouldn't have like sharp teeth. And you do have sharp teeth. I have human teeth. Yes, but they have canines. That's right, that's right. Because we're, we're omnivores. So we do have the flats, but we do also have the car- carvers. So that means you're probably on the board, so you eat both the kelp and the fish. Or crustaceans and other things like that. And maybe maybe even certain tribes don't eat a certain kind of fish because they're sacred to them. Maybe yours are like, we don't eat sea bass because we feel like as if our tribes came from the sea bass. Okay, I was thinking like... But we eat lobsters because lobsters are like red cunts. Yeah, I was going to say, we eat we, them a lot. eat goldfish because fuck the orange cunts. Or fuck the orange cunts. <laughs> fuck the orange cunts. <laughs> that was my tribe's ma- fucking motto, fuck the orange cunts. Jesus fuck Christ. the orange cunts. <laughs> they just chant it every night. I, I hate you them. guys so much. I like to imagine the tribes are different like cultures too so like the blues are australian so we say cunt so much yeah i or, mean yeah these are south africans i mean after a while <laughs> after a while yeah if you split up it's just completely different cultures i mean you're more culturally so like if you're australians the blue the dark blues might be like british yeah and then the um the purples might be like new zealanders but you all know, still similar but different yeah and you know while the orange ones are like slops or there's a lot of people, so they're like, ooh, I like the idea that the fucking, that reds are Russian. The reds are Russian, so that means, like, you're, you're fucking... You're absolute beasts. Your orange ones are more like... I, too, hate the Probably even, even a Greek style, because the Slavic and Greek is pretty similar. Uh, well, and that also works for the world, that it'd be more Greek style. I can imagine the greens are, like, Scandinavian. <laughs> Alright, so you get your, like, mid-colors, so, like, Scand- Scandinavian Norse style, and you get your fucking leaf. Erickson. Oh, I just thought of the things from Frozen. You will be some blowout. <laughs> big summer blowout. <laughs> all right, let's see if I can find it. It's all right. I, I had a friend, a friend I really respected at one point. He was like, it's got the best music of Indies the movie. I'm just like, you're a friend fucking I really respected at one point. <laughs> <laughs> right, this shit was going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> These are like absolute bangers, some of them are. Yeah. Any day now. Uh, I, just, I was like, it's, good. it's literally the river sticks once we're up here. I've already done that one, motherfucker. I know, there's like hundreds of pages, and it's like, fuck, I already did that one. I hate that, that shit. Like, it's just more turn to it, so the pages are kind of more decompressed mm-hmm. down a little bit. Yeah. So it's a lot easier to accidentally turn to it. Well, and there's, there's been times that I've, like, had my pen out and ready, so I've, like, flattened things down and then just didn't write anything. You can see this one. Before adventuring, your character performed in a traveling freak show. Why did your character choose to leave that life for adventure? Um, if Barrow did travel in a traveling freak show, 
uh, before venturing region-wise because A, didn't bring any honor, didn't bring any glory to his name. Yeah, people knew his name, but they knew as look at the weird bear guy, not the, not look at, oh shit, there's bear. Yeah. The fucking mass murderer. Fucking Chad Thundercock. <laughs> fucking Chad Thundercock who killed an army by himself as he stood on the Stanford Bridge. Okay, wait, before we answer the one right next to it, so much better. That one doesn't fit any of our characters except for maybe Thieb. With what? Doesn't The one I just asked. I like, it could fit Alvinor, but Alvinor's dead, so, because he was a performer. Alright, yeah. so that's, if you want to ask the next one, then. Yeah, go ahead. Your character has an opinion that's very controversial. What is that opinion? How does it affect their standing in your world and among your other adventuring party? The others in your adventuring party. Bears is the weaker meant to die. Um, how that affects is he thinks y'all are strong. Not the strongest, for sure. And But we entertain him. Well, it's not that y'all entertain him. I mean, yeah, yeah, y'all do entertain him. Like, he does find y'all funny. And he will stick his neck out for y'all because he knows a small tribe is more powerful than a single man. Uh, but he, you know, he doesn't see the necessities of keeping care of the elderly and orphans, for instance. Because these, like, the old people are just dragging your, basically your society down. So he doesn't understand these big towns because it's like there's so many unnecessaries here. Like you don't need the person to make shoes. You don't need a person to make clothing. Just have the person who hunts make clothing while he makes, you know, while he hunts, you know, stuff like that, you know. So that's why Bear doesn't wear any clothing because he he's a pair of trousers that have holes and battle marks on them. And they're too short for him as well. So they come up to like just below his knee. Bear's a fucking hand print and I love it. Yeah, he's got, yeah, he doesn't wear a shirt. He just has a big, thick pelt of, like, bear fur on him. And it's just, so it's just like he doesn't understand the necessity of society's need to keep people alive. Because like he says that. death is, you know, death is necessary. It's a part of nature. That's why he's with, he's with wise. You know, fucking, so yeah, that's, the, the weak don't deserve to live. Not that you actively try to kill them, it's just that when it's their time, it should be gone. Y'all are strong. It's like the child deal. The moment you show weakness, maybe he doesn't care as much. Or maybe he will because he knows there's true strength in you. You're just weak right now. And then you will get stronger later. But 20 years down the road, when Mordecai's hit it past his prime, if they were still venturing at that point, maybe the door closes and he doesn't hold it up for him because he's like, Mordecai's no longer the strong man I knew. And so he drops the door. That's depressing as fuck, but okay. That's such good character development. It really is, Fuck, that makes me sad. Yeah, I mean... That one day, when I'm all rusty and shit, and be like... Bear's not gonna take care of you. Yep. Well, yeah, because he's chaotic neutral. He believes that... He's not good. I mean, he does have a good sense in him, but he, he doesn't also... He also understands that, you know... In the sense of right and wrong, like... Yeah. He's not a... He's not, he's not bad, but he's not good. Yeah, so yeah, he's, that's why he's the neutral. And he's chaotic because he doesn't care about the order of people's order. He cares about the nature's order. And the only nature's order is life and death. He's literally period. Yeah. He's yeah. like, if you don't live, you die. And if you don't die, you live. So that's the only thing he subscribes to. Okay. What, was it, what was the question? Um, your character has an opinion that's very controversial. Ah, yes. what, is the, what is that opinion? Why? So Mordecai, Mordecai feels as though things are, they're not going to get better. Things will not ever work out the way that he wants them to. They will never work out in his favor. 
unless he was like absolutely like having a hand in it. Things will not change. Things will not get better. So why why try? If things aren't going to get better, what's the problem with drinking myself away? If things aren't going to get better, what's the problem with you know jumping up on top of the the rail that goes right in front of a wheel and announcing to an entire crew that we just decapitated their captain? If things aren't going to get better, what's what's the harm of putting myself in those spots? And I understand, you know, that's detrimental to other party members because they're like, no, wait, it's going to be better. And Mordecai's like, I have seen zero evidence. And then falls off the table because he's drunk and passes out. So. Okay. Stu is a hardcore Zionist. He would have never came to the surface if it wasn't to avenge the rest of the blue tribe. And he sees the warm colors that, like, mingle with land dwellers as, like, fucking filth and garbage. And so he's on the surface to kill them, essentially. Well, then why does he mingle with the service dwellers? Because he needs need... them for a means for his end. Because we okay. need a fucking party to play the game. Yeah, he's like, he's yeah, yeah that's for a bloody tour, but for Lavor. Okay, it's so to get because the only way to he can't out himself can't out kill out civilization. Yeah, but uh, civilization could kill kill civilization. Yeah, it's so like, he needs that support. Needs that. That's why when the party was like. Why do you hate the orange guy? And it's like, the fucking cuz, that's why. <laughs> and here See, I was, thinking it was just, you know, not going to say friendly banter, but like, it wasn't going to be like... Yeah, I didn't, think, I, I didn't think it was going to turn into like a it race war. No, it sort of is, huh, he's orange, I'm blue, I'll be racist. Now it's like, I have an entire lore behind it. And now I hate, Nate, not few, Nate doesn't like the orange yeah. guys. I'm going to go to the fucking like, Walmart and I see a fucking goldfish and I'm going to punch the fucking tank. <laughs> just, you're like, bitch. So you like walk away. Try to spit. Beginning of Finding Nemo? Yeah, bitch, fuck you. Yeah, you're gonna spit on them, but you're like, no, they'll keep you alive a little bit. Oh, who's your, who's your favorite Finding Nemo character? The Barracuda. No, it's like the Barracuda. <laughs> <laughs> fuck me, dude. What a great fucking time. God damn. There you go. Oh, me. Yes, sir. Scientist. Fucking great. Oh man. The Barracuda. And uh, that was not great. I liked the one that I found. The one the other one was boring as fuck, but you gotta find some bangers in there. Yeah. You made a promise to someone that you would do something for them. Um to whom did you make the promise and what did you promise to do? Alright. So Kathleen, you know, he was dead at this point, obviously, because she didn't find Richard's notes on, you know, the temple or anything until after he was dead. But Kathleen swore up and down that she was going to find this temple for Richard, do this for him. So while, like I said, he's dead, she, she, I mean, she promised to him that she would do this for him. To his memory. Yes. So. There's mine. What about Florida-Kai? Florida-Kai? I used to Florida guy for a second. All I could imagine was Florida man paints the entire side of his house to make it look like the American flag. My birthday. Um, uh, Are you, you also Googled Florida man your birthday? Yeah, Florida man June 5th. I kind of remember one. Yeah. Um, promise that Mordecai made. That he'd be okay to Veronica. Honestly, he probably made a promise to himself that he wouldn't do that again. That he wouldn't... 
fall in love again. Fall in love and be invested in somebody because it just fucked him up the first time. Don't want to fall in love again. Not the way it now, I'm, now I'm going to a goddamn wedding. So. Hey, it doesn't have to be love or anything. It's not your wedding. <laughs> my, my top two Florida men April 1st were Florida man mistakes corp for April Fool's prank and throws it in the dumpster. Mistakes what? Corpse for April Fool's prank. <laughs> And the other one is a Florida man down with child porn as boredom killer, deputy says. <laughs> boredom killer, fucking. What's your birthday? The 5th? The 4th. The 4th. December 4th. Okay. God. Because right. Gunner's the 5th. Yeah, Gunner's the 5th. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, so while he's tucking that in, I guess I'll give okay. yeah. Bear. Uh, he doesn't make a lot of promises. Uh, I mean. He doesn't make promises, he doesn't make promises. He, well, he, I mean, because he either will do something or he doesn't do it. Yeah. And he, so he's not going to say he's going to do something if he doesn't do it. And so it's not like a long-term promise. He's Because he doesn't think, he doesn't necessarily not think that far ahead. It's just that he's like, if it happens, it will happen. Yeah. You know, it's not like a promise. I mean, I guess the closest thing to promise is that he'll bring honor to the tribe's name. That's a fair one. December 5th is... Florida man blames car for stash found in car. A seventy, a thirty-seven-year-old man was arrested in Fort Pierce, Florida, after claiming that the cocaine found in his car might have been blown in by the wind. Was that December fifth or December fourth? Fifth. Ah, oh, fuck my bad. That's Gunner's. Gunner. You fucking cunt, Gunner. Jesus Christ. We love you. Florida man abandons son on highway because he thinks the boy might be gay. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> Alright, so Thu and Al. For, uh, what was it? A promise? promise? Yes. What did you, or what was the promise and who did you make it to? Uh, cop out for Al is the guy that I owe money to, but for, uh, Thu, I guess the memory of his tribe for them getting fucking murked by. Avenging him? By, yeah, by the hot colored fucks. You should have been. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not just hating your sorcerer, I'm like, but I think that'd be, you know, if you were like Paladin Vengeance, that'd be pretty neat. That would be pretty cool. I like Sorcerer, though. I've been having fun with it. Oh, Sorcerer's fucking dead-ass good. But, like, yeah. yeah. Earlier we were like, oh, my village couldn't burn down. I literally am a fish cunt that knows Fireball. It's, like, one of his best spells. Maybe we went to some underwater caves. Oh. Maybe that's where people live with underwater cave systems. And so it could burn. Oh. We've never seen few underwater. <laughs> what? That's not very I found two really good ones. I can do both. As you're about to vanquish a monster that is your sworn enemy, you are suddenly faced with his true humanity. Do you show the creature mercy or slay them anyway? No. Bear would not. Bear would not. Bear would not. Because it doesn't humanity does not matter. Yeah. It's not it's not personality, personality that's great and fine. Personality can make you laugh. But you're, if you're weak enough to die, you deserve it. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if you. Oh, wow, he's really good at cracking jokes and he actually you know, was an orphan. And, you know, it doesn't matter. It's a bear would kill him. Alright. Like that. Um, Al has yet to make any enemies besides, I guess, the family, the guy that he killed. And then, few. Um, fucking broken record here. Fuck the orange cunts. I would kill. Uh, once again, he doesn't believe humanity. He's a, he's a fucking fish man. Cold and cunning. Yeah. We have an old tribe, so it's like death is natural. Um, kill the weak 
so the strong can eat, basically. Well, and that's also because we both took the Outlander backstory yeah. for them, so they have a kind of a similar mindset. But yeah, you know, maybe a society. Yeah, but maybe a little bit stronger one way, maybe a little stronger some other yeah. way. Yeah. Hmm. All right. What about Mordecai? Uh, and because I'm trying to think of Mordecai and or Kathleen, like who their like enemy would be. Or enemy. Sunk the ship. For if, Kat, if, well, because like it. okay, if like it was gonna be whoever sunk the ship, like Manon. But she's still a stout worshiper. Well, also was the was the giant serpent too. There wasn't a giant serpent. What what what, what was it? Was, it? it was just a, a just a freak storm. I thought it was a giant water monster. Oh no, the the temple the started, started by it. Um, I thought you were getting close, or thought you were getting close, and then the broke all ship. Mordecai could end up being no, no. We had none of us had any idea. But um, I didn't think I didn't think about why we were where we were at because I haven't even thought about that. It was just a freak storm. But now that plays into the whole Richard got close. Manon didn't want that and struck him down. Could be a thing. Anyway, because maybe Richard wasn't worthy, but you are Richard, or I could not be. Who knows? And yeah, so maybe just storm throws you down until uh, you are ready. But I mean, you survived this uh, challenge already of surviving this first storm. Which are you the chosen else? undead because you beat the asylum demon, or did you beat the asylum demon because you're the chosen undead? Anyway, um, Mordecai, I could play him as a paranoid schizophrenic and a sworn enemy is like all the bad parts of him. So <laughs> he's smarter than himself. <laughs> when he gets guns, he's like, cool. Well, no, it's like, it's, like, it's like that scene in Fight Club whenever fucking Ed Norton shoots himself to get rid of Tyler. Could be. Good fucking film. Spoilers for a 20-year-old movie. Have you still not seen it? No, I have not. I haven't had... I've had plenty of opportunities. We're watching it tonight. Just, no, you don't. I don't know. Um, I read like half the book, and then I got really sad and didn't want to read the book anymore. <laughs> oh, movie. yeah. It's a sad movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. All um, I know is the Incredible Hulk simps for uh, Bellatrix Lestrange. Fucking weird thought. I've never said that out loud. Okay. Um, now, what's your next good one? Describe a memory that summons hope for you when all else seems dire. Uh, uh, Bear is gonna be. I mean, we're gonna. I'm gonna spoil some of his backstory for you. This is the arrow that pierced through him. The you know I would also said pierced through a friend and killed him. It pierced through Max, and so it was Max dragged him away, and Max then ran back into the fight to drag other mercenaries away. No one else came. Max never came back, so he assumed that Arrow had killed him as well. Just, just dragged him, just did enough oh, to drag him. I see, him. I see. Mm-hmm. So that's why Max and him were separated. So whenever Barrow's like, yeah, I went through me and killed somebody behind me, mm-hmm. it's just simply because he didn't see Max after Max dragged him to safety? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, so Max drag, drags him to safety, runs back out to protect and protect him, and get any other, because he didn't raise with his mercenary crew yeah. for the majority of Max's life as well. Because, yeah. you know, eight years to a to a nine-year-old bear is yes. his entire life. And so, yes. So, he thinks Max dies from that. And so that arrow, that's why he keeps that arrowhead, is because he's like, it, he, who's going to find, basically, who killed that? And who killed the rest of his family there, too? Because those mercenaries became his family. And so that's why he's searching for that. Uh, I mean, he didn't actually keep the arrowhead, but that was the previous question. Yeah. But, like, basically... He's, you know, trying to find out who shot the arrow. Who, like, not just, not just, like, the specific person, but the faction. 
and because it wasn't because the war was over at this time. Yeah. And so it was somebody, you know, maybe it was the entire nation, you know, that did this, or maybe it was just the specific people who just didn't like this person group. And so that's his goal. And so that memory of him surviving through that, and that memory of Max getting injured and helping him still, is what keeps him going. Is that's what gives him hope. It's he's like, all right, I'm gonna, if I, you know, if I was strong enough to survive that, I'm not gonna die here. Good shit. Good shit. For Al, it would be fighting in the fighting pit. Because what he loved to do. And he wants to be able to do that again. Even though he knows he's a fucking tank and can fucking kill somebody while doing it. And for Hugh, I don't know what would give him hope out of a memory. The thought of killing the orange cunts makes him, makes his cloaca tremble, but he's yet to kill any. See, here's the difference between... Thu and Bear. Is cloaca tremble. Thu is genocidal. Bear just He's wants revenge on a specific person. Yeah. No, all the brightly colored fucks. You're like the orange cunts. I'm gonna. You're like country. You're like country outlander. Fucking <laughs> my guy's like Indian outlander. Can't He's like, understand He's like, you. Go back to your segment of the ocean. He's like elfmen come. Elfmen coming. <laughs> <laughs> And you're like, we're building a goddamn wall! <laughs> Not even build a wall, it's full on get on the train. <laughs> he hates them. God! No, he's even building a wall on the colder ones, because you're like, we're the best cold ones. Fuck the other no, no, he, he fucks with the purples and the indigos and the. What's other? Your dark blues, yeah. Dark blue, yeah. It's another cool color. Get on the train, he fucking hates them. Jesus. They cause so many problems. Fuck, man. I think I'm not gonna do a little bit for every spectrum, but I'm gonna do like three cold, three warm, yeah. and three middle. Yeah, what would the middle be like? Green? Green? Like your earthy toads? Brown? Brown. brown. Uh, maybe. I was like, there should be like a barracuda, maybe shark. So, I don't know. Dolphin like a, gray? Like a gray, yeah. Yeah, yeah so green, brown, gray. That's your that's your middle tones. They are very closely associated. Then you have your lighter colors, which are blue, a darker blue, and a purple. Yeah. And then you have your warmer colors, which are orange, red, and yellow. Right. I was like, well, certain Roy G. Biv, the only one in the middle is green. So yeah, you have the green, brown. Yeah. Gray. Green, brown, gray. Maybe white. I don't know. No, I think white's more of a warm color. Yeah. Because black's a cold color. White, the exact opposite, would be a warmer color. And fuck everybody who says black's not a color. Fuck you. Black, they're like, it's a shade. Fuck you. It's a color. It's a goddamn color. A shade can be a color if you make it black. I hate, I hate snobby art kids that go to agriculture schools for art degrees. Yeah, I'm throwing shit. You know who you are. It's just when you combine every color together. That's still a color. God damn, Nate. <laughs> what question did I ask? What was asked? Uh, memory that gives you hope. Uh, yes. Uh, so for Kathleen, it's seen a little bit for her Richard Dennis. Uh, Wait, which character's the playing cards between the two? Uh, Kathleen's the playing cards. Kathleen. Okay. Yeah. Um. Oh, a memory that would give me hope would probably be just remembering like the look on Richard's face whenever he had some sort of breakthrough, whether it was major or minor, just some sort of breakthrough, and seeing you know the smile creep across his face, and it's you know. A completely new lease on life. You know, this one piece of information 
was enough to completely fuel him to go at everything again. So, you know, I know there's that. Mordecai... Single memory that would give Mordecai hope. The last ale he drank. <laughs> For the next ale he may drink. It would it would probably be a morning that he and Veronica had spent like in, and so you know just you know the sunlight pouring through the window you know catching the dust particles in the air you know uh, just the two of them you know wrapped up in each other underneath the sheets and everything not even like having sex just like being there. Enjoying the company. Yeah, enjoying, intimacy. enjoying the company and the intimacy and you know being able to laugh and not have to worry about anything. That's probably going to be the one that gets Mordecai hope. Slam poetry. We brought that fucking milk inside, right? Yes. I'm not missing the milk after we left the store. <laughs> I put it in the refrigerator. Don't worry. Getting some milk. Those talkies getting a little too hot for you? Getting some chocolate milk. That's why I bought the fucking chocolate syrup three weeks ago. I didn't see my chocolate syrup. Yeah, I went chocolate syrup a long time ago. Because I was actually going to like bleh. That was a bad burp. Put it on my. Ooh, it's cool. You put the fucking chocolate syrup in your pot? I was going to put it on my ice cream, but then I didn't shake the ice cream out of the Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh, yeah, I forgot the whole conversation about me and that horn was like, uh, chocolate milk. Oh my god, the horn was it looks like the, the residue of the chocolate milk syrup. Alright, now you see the kind of good one? Yeah, I'll wait for you. Just fucking say it. No, I'm gonna wait for you. He, what's, he's he's just, on. He's right, just, if you're standing up, you're gonna sit down when he tells you this. Because you're gonna shoot right back up. Yep. <laughs> that is the most con Jesus Christ. Is that pop off and not just like a like a flap? Yes. Well, if you're good with engines, then you should be good with that. Well, I'm obviously not. My engine doesn't have a cover like that, so. Does <laughs> the car turn on? No. But I'm still driving. Did you kick that or did you just bump it like rip ass? No, I just bump it. Okay, yeah. The car doesn't turn on, but I'm still driving. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just can't. I can't ever forget the whole explaining to my mom <laughs> what a shit post does. No longer a stall, but I'm still shitting. What does that mean? Well, they said it to me one time. Okay, that doesn't tell me anything. That doesn't tell All right, me. mom, here we go. You're why I don't want to be a parent because of things like that. I don't understand. Hey, it's hard to understand. We're talking times, man. Let's yeah, inform you what no cat means. Because to be perfectly honest, I don't exactly know what cat means either. Or we take the cap off, smells it, we put the cap. No, no, it's like no cap and cap when somebody says, like, truth and not. No cap, no cap is like, I'm not even fucking. Like, no lie, yeah, I should have said no lie. And yeah. cap is lie. Well, yeah, it's the origin of marijuana. Really? Yeah. yeah. See, I learn new things every day. I hang around with tell, shady people. Tell me about the origins of weed. Well, back in the Shire, I don't know. Back in the olden days, Mexicans used to grow them. That's why it's called marijuana. Um, okay. Actually, that is kind of, that is kind of actually accurate. Really? Yes, because the American government where it was like, hey, we don't want this to be started around because <laughs> Mexicans smoke it. Because America... Mexicans. Because America racist. Uh, I had no idea. Yeah, and so they, um... <laughs> 
had no idea. I had no idea. What? Uh, oh, bother. Japanese internment camps? What? Yeah. Ah, oh, bother. Nate, what the fuck is your civil rights movement? Oh, shit. I don't even remember. I'll wait when you sit down. And then You're so. Out of pay. And so, yeah, it was a. Uh, they called it like the devil's lettuce and the uh, Mexican cabbage. Uh, all that fun shit. I've never heard Mexican cabbage before. Eagle Bush. Yeah. They called it all this other shit to make people like, not want to smoke it because they're like, oh, because they basically. Was, there was like a. a you know, racist term for, yeah, yeah for fucking marijuana. For marijuana. For marijuana. And so, yeah, because they were like, we don't want our people smoking this because it comes from Mexico. And then scooping, like the Mexicans. And then I thought people were like, use damn bananas. But and then I hate people like it's just hemp. People, people in the olden days used to grow hemp all the time. Like yeah, hemp and marijuana are not the same thing. Yeah, no, like there's stupid ass people. And like hemp's also made for paper and rope. You dumb piece of shit. <laughs> it's not made for smoking. Thomas Jefferson smoked weed. Yeah, we also own slaves. <laughs> just saying, Thomas Jefferson, my guy. All right, ask us the question. <clears throat> Think back to a time. Oh wait, is this rope? Yeah. Think back to the moment you left to fulfill a life of adventure. Who or what prompted you to take the take on this quest? Well, the answer. I know, right? Well, I, saw it. I was like, ooh. Love the answer, dude. What? You said good answer, and I was like, yeah, dude, I love the answer. No toxic activity. No toxic activity. <laughs> <laughs> As you're gonna shoot him, even though Lynch's like the least toxic person I've ever met. Honestly, yeah. And just happened to be here. I'm honestly just happened to be. Here. <laughs> Alright, so life. read it again. Think back to the moment you left to fulfill a life of adventure, of adventure. Who or what prompted you to take on this quest? Okay, so that was Kathleen finally deciding to leave the island. Because, you know, the shipwreck happened. She washed up on the island, had nothing but, you know, the notes from Richard on the, the Temple of Manon and then, you know, on Manon himself. And so she lived on the island until she felt that she was ready to find this temple until she felt she was ready to bring like like do justice to Richard's name and so whenever she finally decided okay yes I'm ready I'm ready to go do this that was the moment that she started making a plan to get off of the island because up until that point she had been training her body and her mind to be at their peak and so yeah so the moment that she decided to step off and go adventuring was when she decided she was ready to find the temple and get off the island and you guys met her quickly thereafter. Okay. What a bear. The death of his tribe. Death of his tribe? Because he wanted to be an adventurer to, to always, because his plan was to always go back to the tribe. Because his plan was to you know, get money, purchase land from the empire, a large portion of land, because it was pretty cheap, because they were expanding. Purchase a large section of them so they could just live their tribal life in this section. Don't, you know, don't need to bother anybody else, you know, fight, you know, what they need to, you know, survive and hunt and live the way they lived for thousands of years. More than, you know, because their tribe's been around for fucking generations upon generations upon centuries upon centuries, you know. And his drive to action was he came back after trading some furs one day. He went by himself because being the strongest member and being the most 
well customed of all of his tribe because him being a mercenary, none of them all, none of the other ones became mercenaries because he was the one who had this idea to purchase this land. And so he come back, you know, money from selling pelts, you know, that they had made because he came back from the mercenary job because that ended. But he came back, saw them all gone. The whole thing destroyed. And it was like, okay, I'm just going to go out. No reason to be here anymore because this was this was everything he wanted. This was everything he planned for. Every every you know, end end goal he had in mind was to come back here and be with him, and then there was stripped from him, taken. So he just has no home, and that's why he ventures. That's like the complete opposite of Albinor. Hmm. Albinor's entire purpose for adventuring was to build a home, to have a family, to be happy. Hmm. That was his end point. That was Bear's fucking starting point. That's crazy. That's actually really close to fucking Thews. He came and saw that all of the Light Blues were fucking, like, slaughtered everywhere. Hmm. And he had Survivor's Guild, and he just kind of stayed around there for a while, like, well, what do I do now? And he's like, well, because he figured out that the Reds slaughtered them, and he's like, well, can't take them all by myself, and I don't want to go to the surface, so he just stayed in the fucked up tribe forever, like, ghost town forever, mm-hmm. and he finally just ripped off the band-aid, shot up to the fucking land, and was like, well, deed is done. Let's, let's, let's get to it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Hey, you bardic fishy fuck, come here. Yeah. Guy stumbles over. <laughs> well, no, that's a... Okay, Dan. Yeah, but the, 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 I think that's a good difference between Thu and Bear, because... They both went through that very same traumatic event, but Bear didn't seek vengeance for the person who did that. Because, again, he's like, they were weak. They died. I will make their, I will be strong for them, for their names. But the only person he seeks vengeance after is the man who, who he thought killed his best Yeah. Killed yeah. his best friend. And so, he, for you, it's vengeance against the men, the people who murdered your tribes. I'm very sorry. Uh... Well, if you, like, it's the same thing as Bear, where he was like, well, yeah, yeah, I was banking on living here forever, now uh, that threw a wrench in my plan, so yeah. uh, I guess I, I, I them? Yeah, I'm just trying to you know, point out that there yeah. are differences, and that I love that about that, is just, there could be differences even when there are these very similar stories, because again, yeah, well, was, like, humans sim- only as, have like 14 stories. Yes, yeah. I mean, like, as similar as y'all's characters are, like, they're still vastly different. Oh, yeah, yeah. because and it's even like... The, oh, the the cold fishness to the warm Magnolian style. Yeah. Because, you know, bears are mammals. You know, the, I didn't know that. You're so toxic. <laughs> so they, they, you know, they do pack stuff. They do, so they're social creatures. They, you know, they care for each other. They, st- they have all these deep emotions and stuff like that and can learn. Fish, not so much. There's something they don't care is that they don't have the same style of emotions. A fish gets eaten, no fish cries for it. Yeah, it's because fish don't feel pain. Don't look that up. I'm not 100% sure if that's accurate. But Certain fish do, a lot of fish don't. Oh. Like squids, they feel pain. Yeah. Octopuses, dolphins, a lot of sharks do. But a lot of... A, a lot smart, of... smart fish feel pain. Dumb, yeah. dumb fucking goldfish. I've been shooting on goldfish this entire episode. Well, goldfish have a... 15 second memory span. Yeah, they don't mean shit. Fuck you, goldfish. All yeah, it's not goldfish. even that long. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's six. Yeah, it, it was like, I don't know if it's that long. From the time it takes them to swim to one side of the bowl, they forgot what they were doing, so they just swim back. That is a measurable existence. If I were Hindu, that would be the last thing I want to be reincarnated as. Yeah. But at the same time, 
it's the best existence because they don't know it. Ignorance. Because, 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 yeah. While we're sitting out here from this fucking point of view, where we from our existentialist point of view, yeah, from our existence, yeah. But them, they're just like, oh, a new adventure, a new adventure, swinging around the same circle for it's like dementia. That's everything's a new, but see, for it's like, like on, like on the one hand, like, but see, the thing with dementia is that you still have some of those memories and you kind of remember. Yeah, that sounds like hell. Just remembering small, fuck that. Well, see, but if you if if you don't because us sitting here having full access to our memories, we're like, oh, that sounds like hell. But look at it like you know from from that. And I don't know a whole lot about dementia, so if I misspeak, I apologize. But if you only have inklings of what you remember, and you know, so you're just sitting there, you know, watching your program or whatever, and all of a sudden, boom, you're hit with this memory. It's like, oh my god, yes. And then you know, so you get to live with that that sense of, hey, I remember that. That made me feel great. And even if you forget it, you had five minutes that you're not going to remember anymore of and I, and I can't there's something that I want to relate this to and I can't it's, it's like I don't know like uh, I haven't played Bioshock 2 but like the lobotomy in Bioshock 2 like I think about the like the implications of that or anything that's basically going to put a hard reset on your character like Schmeckel is a perfect example mm-hmm. like you live you're so happy and everything up until this point and you're like okay I know at this point everything is going to change so let me get one last good thing in. So you get that one last good thing in, switch is flipped, and you're completely different. See, uh, there's a composer, and I know, Ron, it's, it's, I think you told me about this. Yeah, there's a composer who had dementia, and his wife would go visit him, and his, you know, he, he, you know, he loves spending time with his wife, and as soon as she'd leave, about 30 minutes later, he would call her and be like, oh, it's been ages since I've seen you. Oh, please come and see me, darling. You know, stuff like that. It could have been like an hour. Like they had just seen each other, but he would, if for him it was weeks and you know months long, and so yeah, so to her that was dreadful because like seeing the man she loved stopping the man she not necessarily stopping the man she but loved but deteriorating. But for him it was invigorating because every time he saw her it felt like it had been years, and so he just had this great you know overcoming well of like joy and happiness with her. You know she left. And an hour later, he forgot all that joy. But at the same time, the next time he could see her, all that joy would be brought back. That's why I've started and, to stop drinking, like, Splenda or, like, big sh- mm-hmm. like uh, aspartame. Because that's what grows the plaque on your brain that gives you Alzheimer's and dementia. And to me, per- my, like, personal version of hell is having Alzheimer's or dementia. Yeah. That shit the, terrifies me. Yeah. The fun thing about that study also is it's that music is the last thing you forget. Yeah. And because... Shit, well, I better start listening to some different music then. Well, yeah, I don't want to be stuck with this the rest of my life. Well, yeah, because it was like, the dude was like, couldn't remember longer than like 14 minutes or something like that. And then he, or like longer than like three minutes. It got to like where it was like three minutes every time he reset. And then he would like play like a 60 minute song. Or like, like, a, like a whole basic album. Like he played Beethoven Symphony on the piano and just remember it without even like needing the sheets. Because he would go sit down and he'd be like, He'd forget basically kind of what a piano is, but then he would sit down at the piano and remember everything, all the chords and how they sound and how they sound together. And shit. Not even muscle memory, because he would make new things with it too. Mm. Like, it was the only thing he'd make new connections with up until the end of his life. The brain is a fucking weird thing. I hate it. I hate it so much. Music is fucking I'm crazy. <laughs> existential thing. I'm saying I hate the thing that's making me say I hate. Well, it's kind of like how the brain named itself. I think about that, and my my fucking head hurts. 
Oh, I just every time you say the word existential, all I can think about is like the the graphic that shows um, like it's a rectangle, and it's uh, you know um, pessimism or nihilism. The rectangle is completely empty. Yeah. And uh, absurdism, it's like just a bunch of lines all in the box. And then existentialism, it's like two arms wrapping around the box and holding onto the box tightly. That's all I can think about. Hate. 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 Yeah. I don't know. I was listening to uh, fucking Primo Victoria by Sabaton. And there's a part of... Uh, Primo Victoria. Mm-hmm. Um, something along... It's like aiming for heaven but serving in hell. I don't know. But I, so I was just driving down the road and I was like, wow. I was like, yeah, I was like, killing somebody is a sin. But these people are doing it in the name of God. So if you kill somebody in the name of God, is it still a sin? If God asks you to kill somebody, does he send you to hell because you technically killed somebody even though you were doing it for him whenever he asked you to do it? I was like, <laughs> and I almost crashed my car because I threw myself into an existential crisis. There's actually a song by Falconeer called Clarion Call. And basically, the idea is in the Bible, God is on your side when you hear the Clarion Call. Because it's from it's from an instrument, mm. and the singer is you know he's singing like, can you hear the clarion call? It's calling out to one and all, because it's an instrument. Everybody hears it, mm. not just you, not just your side, but both sides hear it, and so, it's like which side's God? And the next side is which side is God really on? You know, and so it's like, it's basically the kind of similar idea. It's like. I'm killing for God, but it's really just murder because they think they're killing for God too. And so it's just this weird... God's just out here covering all his bases. Yeah, he's just like, oh, both sides are going to win. So yeah, so the idea is that the clarion called me was supposed to be this thing for you know the Christians to rally behind, but it's really, literally just everybody hears it. Yeah. It's not It's not special to Christians. It's not special to, to their God. It's, special, you know, it's not special at all, really. Like... Bad touch, bad touch. And so, yeah, it's just, yeah, so it's like, fuck, there's nothing. <laughs> so I'm just killing people who are in this clarion call, who are fighting for their god as well. You because know? they also heard the clarion call. Because they also heard the clarion call. That's crazy. That... I'm sorry, man, you no, no, and so yeah, there's just, you know, onto your sabaton thing. I just think it's crazy that I can have conversations like this, but seven hours ago at work, there was a mess up pizza and it was on the cut table, and I rolled it like a burrito while singing That's Amore. I, I have a hard time thinking that I'm the same person that I was seven hours ago. That's the more Well, my manager watched and laughed. When the light hits your eyes like a big pizza party, that's the more Okay. Well, I I feel like we had a lot a lot of good shit tonight. Yeah, we got a lot of, a lot of character development, a lot of good ideas. We got like two more minutes, yes, yeah, so we probably wrap up. Yeah, um, at least in, you know, because Anchor done. Um, cool. Because it is like one thirty. Yes, it also is one thirty in the morning. So Holy fuck. I mean, I'd still be fine with talking, but because I've got no work tomorrow, and I've got to work like 3 p.m., I'm pretty sure, on Tuesday. I'm not even certain I'm going to text my fucking manager to find out. I'm just going to pay rent what? Pretty much. Yeah. Um... Uh, I know Eric doesn't work tomorrow. I don't work tomorrow. So you don't work tomorrow. So we could keep going unless you guys are tired. I mean, we can, there's some things we do. <laughs> like, we can continue going. I'm probably fine. But, uh, or we can, like, fucking watch Mando. Fucking watch Street Fighter. Uh, 
I think I'm going to elect to end it. All right, just I'm down. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll okay. see y'all next time. Uh, we love y'all faces. Uh, we hope y'all have a good night. Bye.